Okay, that was weird. Uh, hello. <laughs> hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 389 of the Pixels and Ink podcast, the official podcast of CG Magazine, where we take a critical eye to gaming, comics, tech, and media. I'm your host today, Chris DeHoog, and I'm joined by our editor-in-chief, Brendan Fry. Hello there, Chris. Jordan Biardi. How's it going? And making his triumphant return, Shaq Lambert. Hi, hello. How's everybody doing today? I'm good. I'm good. I'm chilling, just yeah. hanging. Pretty good. Uh, you know, as I was, I was, I was, uh, as I was saying before, I was going on a pretty hot Smash Bros. streak, and then I uh, fell down a stair and dropped my switch. So <laughs> my elbow hurts. <laughs> See and and all the all the shit I used to give my my cousin when he used to have his his 3ds and he'd start walking down the stairs and I'd be like hey eyes on the stairs here I am making the same mistakes a grown ass man too, no less you're too deep into the smash I, I I was on a hot streak man it was like win after win get to sit and down I and never, focus, damn it never oh, I just I never I had to get my coffee so I was like you know like, you need the switch you can take it on the go. <laughs> yeah, there's there's your sales pitch. You can fall down the stairs while you're playing. <laughs> I'm playing it. Uh, it's been a while since you've been on, Shaq. How, how are things? Yeah, uh, things have been crazy in my life. Um, took had to spend half the year in Europe for like a family family medical stuff, but that's good. That's all done. Uh, just trying to pick up writing some more reviews as much as I can, at least right now. Um, there's one of the, there's a movie coming out that we can talk about later on, um, but so yeah, no, I've been I've been doing good, just kind of hanging, keeping in there, just playing as many games. Well, actually, this month I haven't played nearly anything, which has been like a break from like weird. What, dude, <laughs> I have played like I literally kept a tab of every game I would finish from when the pandemic started to like whenever it would end when I thought that would end like recently. And I'm at like seventy something. It's not bad. That's wow. pretty solid. And, dude, and the thing is, I hit like sixty in like nine months. <laughs> the last time you were on, you're talking about your impressive list, yeah. 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 It's been it's been crazy, but yeah, no, it's it's good to be back on here to talk to you guys. Oh, good to have you. And uh, yeah, we had a lot of news crept up on on, on us this week. Uh, so let's dive into that. With uh, first up, we have the new PlayStation Plus program announced by Sony this week. This will take place, or this will take effect in June, and will bring two more tiers to the PlayStation Plus. Um, so let's do a quick rundown, just so everyone knows what we're talking about here. Uh, so if you have a PlayStation Plus membership now, you're you're on the essential tier. That's not really going to change. Uh, mm -hmm. Next step up is the extra tier. It's a fun naming convention they're using, but uh, it's going to see you uh, get um, a, a downloadable streaming catalog of up to 400 play PS4 and PS5 titles from mm -hmm. both PlayStation Studios and third-party publishers. And that's going to cost $15 US a month. And then we have the PlayStation Plus Premium at $18 US per month, which has everything from above, plus an additional 340 PS3, PS1, PS2, PSP, PS4, PS5 titles. <laughs> <laughs> on top of some yeah. game trials and uh and other stuff like that so wh what do we think about uh this plan um well like, i'd say like <laughs> speaking as the like a man who would preach the gospel of game pass for forever um <laughs> the, it, like it is impressive on a, like a numbers level when you see like 
yes, yeah, 700 games from like every single PlayStation console. That does sound impressive. And this is, uh, it's, it's pretty good. Um, my only thing is that one of the big, the big differences between like the PlayStation and the uh, Xbox Game Pass is that when it comes to like new releases in the first party, they're not going to be coming out for PlayStation. So like God of War Ragnarok is not going to go on like uh, that PlayStation service like day one, as opposed to like the Xbox first party stuff. So hmm. I don't know if that'll be a major deal breaker for a lot of people, but that might be like, it might be a big thing, I think. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, it's a good point. I mean, yeah, they, they were very clear about that not happening down the line either. It's not something they're going to walk back on, I think. But uh, there's definitely more titles that would qualify for that if they were to do that. Like, Microsoft doesn't put out as many as the PlayStation Studios family does. Mm -hmm. So I guess that would be a bigger hit for them overall. Yeah, because they usually, like, with play with uh, Game Pass, it's usually around, like, 100-ish. I want to say maybe, like, 120 at most, I think. That's, like, hmm. yearly, though, right? Yeah. But, like, it, they'll always be, like, 100 or so at one time. Yeah. Yeah, I I don't know. It's like it's you know when I look at when I look at like the like the the pricing for it like you know it already seems like a lot to spend even like the you know seventy dollars a year that I spend on a PlayStation Plus subscription for relatively little like the PlayStation Plus games that I get most months like it's mm -hmm. you know either either I don't end up playing them or they're not really of like crazy value that I'm like, wow, like that's a really good get, you know, this, this mm -hmm. validates my subscription and, and like it's all right. And there's not like a really, uh, like a huge catalog of like online games that I play that would like facilitate the need for that subscription. Now, you know, granted I it's, I'm in that place where it's kind of like, I'd rather have it than not have it. But like, to think about paying a hundred and twenty bucks a year to to hold on to this and and be able to play like the PlayStation One catalog, PlayStation Two, PlayStation Three, like and all of that stuff, like I don't know, it just it seems like it, it it almost feels like overcharging to me. Like it's like you have a service right now that realistically for the for the price you're paying for it, it's not as worth it in comparison to like like Shaq said, like the Xbox Game Pass that like genuinely. <laughs> earns its its dollar value and it's not and game pass is not even that expensive from what i'm aware of it's like it's, it's 17. like 17 like, the base is like what 10 bucks like game pass ultimate is like 17 bucks and that gets you all like all the pc stuff it gives you mm -hmm. ea play and all that other stuff but like basic game pass gets you like but what? still you get you get still get like the full hundred games or so just by like the 10 bucks so there you go, right? So it's like with PlayStation, it's like you already have something that's 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 pretty expensive and not really earning its value. You know what I mean? Like, and then to mm -hmm. now just to say, hey, here's the value, but it's going to be a hundred times more. Like, you know, say what you want about Nintendo. Okay, like I'll pay 20 bucks a year and play, you know, you know, every month if I get like an Earthworm Jim, I'm happy. Earthworm Jim 2, though, you get with that? The, uh, I, you know what? That's <laughs> that's the thing. So yeah, I was I was gonna bring that up, sort of like I didn't know if we were gonna say that for another segment, but they did just add Earthworm Jim two to the SNES collection, and I saw a lot of people say, "Oh, why did they go straight for two and not one?" And I'm like, 
isn't two the one that everyone kind of universally agrees is the better one? Like, that's the one I remember playing when I was a kid. I only played two. I only play, I only play the first one, so I don't even know what the second one was like. But oh, the second one's it's just so weird. It's just weird to jump straight weird. to it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's well, but that was that was sort of the, that was the weird thing too. They, they did the same thing with Joe and Mac. They released the second one, which I would I would say is kind of inferior to the first one. But I grew up with the first one, so that might just be nostalgia. But like mm-hmm. I noticed, they I noticed they did do that with a lot of stuff on um, even the old Virtual Console. Like I'm in the Wii U Virtual Console, they never put Mario Party One or Three on the N64 console. They only put two, which, which is, I would I get- say. Three is the, the best, best one. one. No, F you. Two is the best one. You I shut your mouth. He's like, I love two, but I think three might slightly edge it out. Shaq, no. Ba- listen, barely. Shaq, Shaq. <laughs> you know what? Listen, 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 listen. If I concede that part two is better, I will say the will music. Will you shut up? In- <laughs> yes. No, the, th- the music in three is better than. You know what? I, I will say three three had 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 really good boards and really good music, but the one thing that I don't I never liked about it was that was the first one in the series I felt that started like that trend that too much of it relied on chance. Two still felt like like a lot of it was based in skill. Like a lot of the mini games weren't just like you know every you know I it's mean, a complete not random. <laughs> it was a lot. It was a lot. There were a lot of games where I was playing with friends and I was just like, near the end, I was like, nothing I do matters. Like something just like lands <laughs> on a block and gets like two stars. And it's like, it's like nothing I do has any consequence. It's all random. <laughs> I played it for the first time in years, like three months ago. And the guy who was in fourth place for literally 90% of the game gets a bunch of stupid ass extra stars at the very end for nothing. For things that there we you know go. he did at the top. Thank you for proving my point, Shaq. It's still stupid chance. <laughs> Listen, oh, man. but two had Horrorland. It had the themed yeah, the costumes. costumes. Had the had some of the best mini games, and most of the the bonus stars at the end were just like the ones that you always knew, like the coin star, the mini game star. The I think it was like the happening star. Like you knew when when those were going to happen. Like. Three was just like every other turn was like, oh, here's a shy guy, like random chance minigame now. <laughs> hope you didn't like any of your coins because they're gone. Like, but getting back to my point, like the Switch, you know, the like online service, like, yes, it doesn't give you a lot, but at the same time, it doesn't cost that much. So like I can part with $20 yearly for like what it is you know i mm-hmm. still think that even like jumping it up to 50 a year just to have the n64 is like totally not worth it um, oh no that's way too high not now anyways yeah but yeah you know what but like if they really expand the catalog in like a year or two i might say okay maybe now it's worth you know the 50 dollars like maybe plus again, now like you get the the two expansion packs as well because you have animal crossing and the mario kart one on there now. yeah but They've those... already added value but yes i yeah doesn't really change the bottom line yeah because i would i would argue on the other side of that and say like it doesn't add that much value just because like you know like it's it's fleeting stuff right like those are things that like the the nes and the snes catalogs are like nice to have but like if you're gonna like like cancel your service you know you're gonna get rid of that stuff like that's the thing with these services right they're all they're all fleeting right they're all temporary but but none of you are subscribed you have the benefits but yes, but in in relation to the the expansion pass, it's like you know these are like a, like actual 
like tangible add-ons to mm. games. You know what I mean? So mm. it's like if you get if you part with your your subscription, now you're losing all the bonus tracks. You're losing all the DLC for Animal Crossing. Like you know, it, the, the 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 NES and SNES catalogs. Like those are the things that come with the service that you can kind of go, okay, like I know I'm not going to have these anymore, but like those are like the, the extra stuff you that we that were meant for the games you purchased with money. You know, it's kind of like, well, this is shit now. Now I'm losing that. Like, like it, I'm it, literally it, devaluing my game. It, it might like mess with your like your save progress and everything too, especially with Animal Crossing. You just yeah. like because it's so relied on like consistently like consistent progression, <laughs> as opposed to like with the Mario Kart, it's like, all right, cool. The tracks you lose, it's like it doesn't really affect the game as much. But say the amount yeah, of features that you get in like the Animal Crossing DLC, if you just lose that because you do your subscription, that might just mess up your game. We don't yeah, like exactly in, like, right like foreseen ways. You're you're genuinely losing out. So that's you know that's that's where I'm at with this. It's like I'm 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 upset to see it. I don't know if I'm gonna alter my subscription anyway. I think I'd have to see the catalog of games first and maybe think okay big... like is this worth it? But you know again like I you know I'm of fairly limited means. You know to have to shell out you know you know $17 a, a year or a month for Netflix and then another for for Nintendo then another for Sony and like you know that's that like that's like the extent of my subscription thankfully because you know I'm not I'm not getting Paramount Plus or Disney Plus anytime soon mm-hmm. because I don't want to have yeah. 19 different subscriptions like <laughs> I'm not saying torrenting is good wink wink but like you know <laughs> Certainly, you certainly wouldn't say that. No, not on a podcast. <laughs> no, um, I do not condone yeah. Tower in any way. <laughs> During the Great Mario Party debate, I, I I checked the prices on Game Pass, so it's uh, seventeen bucks a month for Ultimate in Canada, mm-hmm. uh, and then okay. Gold is uh, twelve bucks a month. So yeah, so technically, yeah, you're getting Gold. I forgot that you're getting Gold too with Ultimate. So like, yeah, you're really yeah. just getting more for less. <laughs> that's yeah exactly right so that you know yeah so that's what i mean like sony so i don't know sony sees still seems really behind the behind the curve on this when it comes to like getting on the subscriptions well no one's as far behind as nintendo but uh... yeah well yeah sure but nintendo's not trying and, and nintendo never tried when it came to online so like i know it's not like an excuse yeah. but you know at least it's like the devil you know right mm-hmm one thing I, I I will say that I like about this is that it has the two different tiers kind of slots around that Game Pass thing. So like you have, you know, some measures. If you don't want to go all the way, you can still get some benefit. Or if you want to go all the way, you can go above what people pay for Game Pass. Um, I'm still waiting to see that actual Canadian figures for these, like what they'll actually charge in Canadian dollars because this is U.S. gobbledygook. If anything, I just, I just want to see the game yeah. roster. Like that's that's yeah, that's that above anything is just what games are you providing. And how many That's of these, like, are, yeah, how many of these I'm going to consider to be worth it? Yeah, with 400 PS4, PS5 titles, plus the additional option of 340 from other platforms, like, that's... Watch it be I, just I, like I'm, a bunch I'm pretty of open to this one. Games. Watch it be like a bunch <laughs> yeah. of terrible yeah. movie games. You're getting like, hey, you're getting like Toy Story the 2, the game. It's all the licensed crap that choked the Wii to death. Yeah. <laughs> hey, we'll give you Iron Man for the PS3. <laughs> I heard that was okay. No, I thought I no, heard that was bad. okay. I played, the de- I played the demo. It's terrible. 
I remember someone telling me at the very least that the Green Lantern tie-in movie game was actually really good. It's that like, one was better, better than, than the, the movie, movie, but that's like the most backhanded compliment you could give it. <laughs> well, just, it was the same with Wolverine, with X-Men Origins. Like, Wolverine, like, that game was like, I know some people so were like, good. why isn't this the movie? Like, <laughs> <laughs> he fights like a chupacabra, he fights a sentinel in that, like, it's crazy. Like, we didn't get this until Logan. What happened? <laughs> yeah. Oh, remember yeah, when that, that was supposed said, to be yeah. a whole franchise? There was supposed to be a whole series of origin movies? Yeah, Magne- <laughs> well, Magneto ended up being just first class. Yeah. That's true. That is true. Shane Tatum's still upset about his movie not happening with Gambit, but I, yeah. I, I, I count that as a win. I don't think that would have turned out very well. <laughs> uh, no, we're digressing. I, I like Channing Tatum. I don't know how it would have worked. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I just um, yeah. Um, speaking of subscription services, if you're really into GTA, oh Rockstar god, this week uh, or since our last episode, anyway, that uh, they are bringing GTA Plus. Uh, well, I guess it's live now, actually, a five ninety nine monthly subscription fee to get a bunch of benefits in a very old online mode. Can you? Uh, can you imagine? Like, I, I, I honestly cannot wrap my uh, Shaq is just dying. <laughs> Who the hell wants to pay five ninety nine a month to play Grand Theft Auto Online? Like, no, you're already playing. You're already paying. You're, you're sorry. You're already playing it. This is for benefits. It's just extra Jordan, content Jordan. within. Like this. Like it's 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 so funny how blatant Rockstar is being about yeah, this now. They're like so shark, gross. like shark cards because people I, like I feel like people aren't buying as much shark cards anymore. Like listen, Probably we need more money out of these people. So not only are we gonna just upcharge people for the fourth version of the game that they've already bought like twice or three times. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're gonna make you get even more money by doing this microscopic nonsense. And- and, and the crazy thing is, too, is that, like, like I was reading into it. Like, what they're actually giving you, like, genuinely is not hard to get. It's something – it's, like, $500,000 in, like, GTA money every month. Like, I'm telling like, – you can solo those just, like, delivery car missions and make 500000 in maybe, like, an hour or two. Like, <laughs> Amazon – Amazon Prime was giving me like a hundred k a month as an offer for me. This is nothing. <laughs> yeah, it's so. It's just yeah. It's so blatant now. Like, I, I don't I'm, know, I'm, 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 I'm looking at the list, and I don't know what here is like exclusive to this. Like, because I never touched the GTA Online. I think mode, you get but... some like special car mods, and again, like this is mm. it, it, it's it's so like it's so shitty because it's like very blatantly pay to win, like. I know that that like GTA Five was already kind of built on that foundation anyway, because anyone who would like shell out for um, shark cards like would get access to all this like better stuff, and they could like you know afford rocket ammo out the wazoo and everything like in better like car mods and stuff. But like then again, like you still had to unlock car mods with like racing and stuff. So I don't know. It's just it, it, it's. It's very, very apparent, and I'm starting to think that maybe the praise we heap onto Rockstar for, you know, some of its games kind of isn't worth it anymore. Like, maybe it's a little <laughs> well, unearned. Not that we're heaping praise on them lately. <laughs> not to say that. Mm-hmm. So we're definitely not, but... Uh... 
Yeah. I mean, wait, listen, wait until GTA 6 comes back and then we're just yeah, going to act oh, like yeah, this, I know. Once this comes out, people are going to act like this oh, never happened. I'll always yeah, forgive it at that point, yeah. <laughs> Undead like, Nightmare hey, you, for, you want, you want GTA Dead 6 2. financed? Then buy the subscription. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is the, the world's it. worst we, Kickstarter. Yeah, yeah oh exactly. god. If you didn't no, prove it's... it enough with all with everything else. <laughs> Hey, remember, remember, I'm, remember. I'm just thinking of like this is kind of like the Fortnite crew, right? Like it's in a way. Um, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, made. I think yeah. I, I mean, I never really like so. The, like the thing is, with as much Fortnite that I've as I've played, I've never actually looked into like what the crew was. So I didn't know it was a paid subscription thing. Um. I have played three Dana, games of Fortnite you? in my life, and I said never again because I shot someone once, and they built a sky. They built the CN well, tower, and I'm like, I'm good. Shaq, <laughs> well, now's the time. They took know, building out. I know they have the. I know they have the zero building, but like, here's play like, it the way it's I, meant to be played. I attached myself to one. I was like, I'm only going to one uh, battle royale, and I already did that with Warzone against all odds so like at this <laughs> I was... point i ain't doing nothing else i like it's too late for me for apex fortnite it's too yeah. late for that it's like it, I mean, i'm I... attached to the one mm-hmm. i recently got into fortnite a little bit myself thanks to dana dragging me in a little bit but plus boba fett and spider-man that was a yeah. battle pass that was designed to rope me in but, uh, I was getting mad every time they added a new character. I'm like, please stop yeah. doing this. <laughs> like, try, no, it, stop it, trying to convince me to play this game. Yeah. It, it, some of them, some of them bothered me. I'll admit because, yeah, like when you see like the JPEGs of like Spider-Man running around with like an AK-47, or like worst of all, Batman running around with a <laughs> gun. Like, it's kind of just like, come on, guys. Like, you, you just you didn't get it. Um, but like, I, you know, again, I like I I might make the argument that with Fortnite, it's marginally different just because at its core Fortnite is free to play and like everything that you purchase not that it's like really like you know not that it doesn't matter but like everything that you get is cosmetic and i know like you know things being cosmetic is still like kind of a you know a psychological level of like you know haves versus have nots um but like you don't necessarily need it so like (laughs) it's not perfect but it's definitely better than a game that is already $70, now like 80 if you get on PS5, plus an online subscription that has pay-to-win mechanics, you know, like microtransactions, and now a paid subscription service. It's like, it's very clearly like, we're not trying to fund development. Rockstar is not a tiny yeah. company. The same way Epic isn't a tiny company anymore. Like, they realistically like don't need to have all this stuff they could just give you everything that you want in Fortnite. um that but and, but then again too there is a paid version of Fortnite that gets you like tons of stuff anyway so realistically if you just buy the you know save the world you can make enough v bucks and save the world to get like stuff right mm-hmm. so yeah i mean this is kind of what i always liked about overwatch and that you didn't have to pay anything to to get anything right like you could God. you could pay for us cosmetics but again, it's not really changing the gameplay effects. Don't even um, remind me about Overwatch, dude. I spent that was that was a very dark period in my life where I kept buying loot boxes. Like I hate my tr- microtransactions so much because I was a slave to those fucking. I was a slave to those. Yeah. Things. 
during the first year of Overwatch, I bought so it's, many. Yeah. Well, it check. was it was bad. It was a problem. Th- this is what, the, but that's exactly what they were designed to do. They yeah. were designed to take gotcha. advantage of it's a gotcha you know, game. exactly. <laughs> yeah, no, it's. I'm at, I'm I'm at a weird place where I just kind of like yeah microtransactions yeah that's that, that makes sense yeah of course they do <laughs> everyone's doing it so why wouldn't they well and that, and that's kind of it's the weird thing because there was like it's like you really see these like these like peaks and valleys in like gaming and the gaming discourse where like you know a few years back like you couldn't find uh like a you know a, a pundit who was like yeah microtransactions are the worst like you or you couldn't throw a rock without hitting one of those kinds of guys mm-hmm. right like everyone was talking about how bad microtransactions were. And then it was just like, you know, everyone was like, get moved on. It was like, okay, microtransactions are fine, but now we hate loot boxes. And then it's like, oh, loot boxes are fine. Now we hate the next thing. Like battle passes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then in a few years from now, battle passes will be fine and we'll all hate the next thing. Like, just it's just running. weird how <laughs> NFTs. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's where there you go. Bad, we're yeah. already on it. Holy shit, we're already on it. Battle passes. Yeah, are we're fine. already now we're we already there. <laughs> now we hate NFTs. <laughs> Every two years, I swear, I swear to God, cycle of hell. I refuse to let that be the next thing that we just kind of like marginally accept. You, you know what? I, I think yeah. I, at the at the very very least, I think people haven't actually accepted nfts like there was no like there there are a very very small majority of people who are like nfts are the future and those ones are just the scam artists who are trying to make a quick buck and convince everyone that they are the future like the general public has kind of been like no nfts effing suck like it's not like with like with like loot boxes stuff you had some people were like eh, they're fine i can accept it like yeah See, see the difference is microtransactions had value of some kind it was small and exploitative, degree, but it was yeah, something. It, you got something out of it. NFTs yeah. is just like, and I think, what, a I think JPEG that you can right-click and save? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I think, and I think, too, part of it really is, like, our generation of, of gamers. Um, like, we look at it, at least I do, like, it. Bo- I think it bothered me more because it's like, when you really look at it, it's like, those were the things, like, the stuff that you usually get with microtransactions, like cosmetics and stuff like that, were the things that just used to be in video games. Yeah. And so that's why it's like doubly annoying because it's like now I'm paying money for like costumes for a character when it's like back in the day, it's like that was like the the incentive to keep playing the game was to unlock the cool costumes and like find the little secrets. Like, so I don't know. It's, uh, it's shady and Rockstar is increasingly becoming like the villains and characters of their games. So... <laughs> yeah it's rubbing off on them yeah <laughs> yeah if, if if that game wasn't so insanely lucrative for something that's been in available for so long yeah i could maybe yeah. Be like yeah okay you can add some value to like fund your team or something but that's not at all a concern in this case like you yeah make they're crazy my son like, reports so... like a million dollars a day at least on this game like it's not like they're working so... on the next you know it's not like they're working on the next max pain or you know state of emergency so <laughs> Or Red Dead, no, or State of Emergency would get so different right now. You know what? Where is Midnight Club? Give me another Midnight Club because yes. Los Angeles came out in like two thousand, what two thousand eight, two thousand nine. That's been a while. It's been so long, and they God, have just let that thing just die game. out, as opposed to just giving us <laughs> Grand Theft Auto Five four or oh, five they times. Did, yeah, they just they merged it into GTA. It's like GTA's just gonna be everything now. Well, they'll they'll add bullet bullet time and call it like the Max Payne edition. 
We almost had Midnight Club online instead. That would have been that would be great. <laughs> How no. great would that have been? Yeah. <laughs> and Midnight Club Online Plus, probably. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyways, moving on to a little more disappointing news. Well, a different kind of disappointing news. Uh, Nintendo announced this week that the Breath of the Wild sequel has been delayed into 2023. Mm-hmm. Um, they need a little more time still to work on it. Um, and we still don't have a title for it. I mean, do you really want it? I'm I'm telling you. I'm I'm tired of saying the Breath of the Wild sequel. (laughs) Yeah, no, they can just put that as the official title. Just the sequel to Breath of the Wild. You might as well. People will be like, what the the hell game is this? Where's the Breath of the Wild sequel? Oh, this is it? Okay. If if (laughs) they do not go for the easiest, like, you know, like, nostalgia tie-in to Zelda 2 Link's Adventure and just call it, like, Ganon Returns or, like, Return Return of of Ganon. Ganon. They are just like they're leaving money on the table, man. Like, <laughs> I mean, it's going to sky. I mean, Jordan, it's going to sell all the copies in the world anyway. I know, but come what on, what a good name that would have been because it's literally what it is. It's clearly Gad in Returns. No, they, dude, listen, it's they got to bring back, they, they got to bring back one of the CDI titles. Ooh. Oh man, I would love to see if the wand of Gamelon like actually shows up as a weapon, I would be like. This 10 out of 10, this is perfect. <laughs> no notes. Breath of the Wild 2, the faces of evil return. I just want I just want yeah, I want Zelda to like kill someone and just be like, good. Excuse <laughs> me. <laughs> good. That was cold, man. Zelda was cold as ice in that game. <laughs> this this piece is what all true warriors strive for. <laughs> um, uh, yeah there's there was no real reason i guess given besides the fact that i just want to make it something mm-hmm. special which is as vague as it gets you know, uh, I mean, um, why not and you know, and that's that's the kind of thing too and and it was it was pretty it was pretty like nice when i when i was watching that uh that video i mean i'm surprised they kind of announced it so like quietly like you think that they mm-hmm. like I, I didn't see anything about it like it just you know it was just one of those things that just popped on twitter um on twitter or not on twitter sorry on uh, on youtube and it just was there and i was like oh shit like an announcement about zelda what could this be um and the response to it was generally pretty positive i didn't see a lot of people be like what the fuck i want it now like like they were all kind of like pretty cool and most people were kind of saying like like guys take your time like you know we want the best version of what you're going to give us so like if you need to take like you know another year like mm-hmm. i think i think more and more people like yeah like kind of like in relation to you know we've talked about this before like looking at you know most notably cyberpunk people are Ooh, kind of a yeah. little bit more forgiving <laughs> of delays now <laughs> like it's like yeah we don't want another cyberpunk take your time it's fine like yeah <laughs> And I saw, Plus, I, 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 oh, sorry, Chris, go ahead. No, I was, was going to say, we have a lot of coming out on Switch this year already anyways, mm-hmm. like this fall, like, uh, you got like the, the Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. Yeah. Um, we've already had a lot of stuff that you brought, uh, Fire Emblem. Is, is Splatoon 3 this year? Splatoon 3 I... is the summer, yeah. Yeah, I think okay. so, yeah. Um, Switch Sports and comes think... out in April. Isn't Xenoblade? Ooh, that's the game of the year the right year? there. That was the other one I was trying to think of. Xenoblade Three, yeah, yeah. Xenoblade Chronicles Three. So, I, like, you know, we I don't s- have a shortage of things to play on Switch this year. So, mm-hmm. I saw a lot of people sort of like sharing it, and it really like still stands true. You know, the in the the infamous words of Shigeru Miyamoto, a 
rushed game or like a delayed game is good eventually, but a rushed game is bad forever, you know? So Mm -hmm. I kind of just, you know, I will stand by what I said, which is if this game, if they take another year on this game and weapons still shatter like glass, I will be mildly annoyed. (laughs) Honestly, that's why I couldn't get into it as much as I wanted to. Cause like, That was the that was like the second game I bought for Switch. I was so excited. I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna gonna do all this stuff. And yeah. honestly, like, I really just couldn't get into it because it's someone had described it as it's a game where you have to make your own fun. And Ooh. because because like the survive the survival element of it is something that I was never really all that big about in other mm-hmm. games. And even though it is like I will say it is well executed in Breath of the Wild, it's still those. Me- those features just in general are too frustrating for me to get past. And so I just, so I got like through a certain point and I was like, you know what? I get it. It's not for me. Um, I think like I've seen a couple jokes concerning the delay of this new game Mm -hmm. is that some people are like, Oh, they played Elden Ring and they're like, we got to go back to drawing board. (laughs) We got to top this. Yeah. Yeah. We're gonna re- reconfigure. Well, I, you know, I'm a, I'm a staunch believer. And this is like when I, when I was seeing all these, like, you know, like, um, different like like nintendo properties that were kind of coming out with like different studios like you know uh like like they let metro or they let, like ninja theory try metroid they let you know um uh uh what was it um koei tecmo it was, it was tecmo metroid uh, it was um was it tech i thought it was yeah, uh, team ninja it was team ninja sorry i said yeah. ninja theory um yeah, yeah, and then yeah, and then Koei, uh, yeah, Koei, uh, no, Bando, Bandai Namco with the with the Zelda like Musou games. So I was I mean, like, if they Bandai actually also, made... Bandai Namco also works on the um, Smash Brothers as well. Yeah, hmm. yes, um, that's true. That's true. So I was kind of saying like, you know what, like yeah, like they should they should experiment more. Like let From Software try their hand at Zelda. They could probably make mm. something like genuinely cool. Um, but to, but you know it's very shock- sad though very sad a lot of British <laughs> yeah, very, and yeah, I will yeah. never play it because I respect those games but you I hate what? those games <laughs> imagine, <laughs> just, thank um, you um, imagine the like the lore they could come up with for a Zelda game like they could really really It'd be weird it. like it would be, be weird so weird but it would be so good <laughs> there'd be a lot of American Nintendo already stuff. did this with Breath of the Wild in the first place so yeah well like the, like and, the, tone, and, and, the tone of breath of the wild is like that kind of dark souls from software yeah. tone where the world's broken there's like the music is all shattered even in the very, background yeah very discordant and um yeah they already I, did I, that I, as breath of the wild. I, I will i will say to shack's point like yeah like the, the the whole weapon system like even like going back to it like uh, like like last month um it, it really was that thing where it's like getting playing it again like from the start like I was genuinely surprised how like new it felt. Like it didn't feel like I was playing a game I had already played. Like it still felt brand new. Like experience. Like I was experiencing it for the first time. Um, and like yeah, like when you when you play it, like the scope of the world, the freedom of the exploration, like it really draws you in. But yeah, the first time your weapon just shatters like glass, I'm kind of like, oh yeah, I remember why this game bothered me. Like <laughs> it just sucked <laughs> you sucks you right out of it. I don't know why they went in that direction. It was like such a such a weird choice and i'm not even like one of those guys who's fully against like weapon durability systems in games like yeah they're they're a bit of a uh, you know a, a bugbear you know for a lot of people mm-hmm. and like they're not like you know i don't know how much they add to a game versus how much they kind of subtract but like you know like comparing it again to a game like dark souls or like bloodborne like you have a weapon durability system 
all it doesn't make your get your weapons completely unusable. It just like you know over time it reduces how much damage they do, and you got to stay on top of that. It's just all part mm-hmm. of the the combat system, right? And the survival element of it. Like it's not the re- no reason they couldn't have put a blacksmith somewhere and have them you know sharpen up your sword once in a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I still will play Breath of the Wild any day over Elden Ring, but that's it. A... I mean, Elden Ring well, is fun. It's just weird. Just yeah, Breath of the Wild feels more rewarding. It's just you know? it's just it's souls. Like... Because like your runes, John runes. I meant like it's souls in the in the Dark Souls sense, but yeah. Mm -hmm. And I had so many friends asking me like, "Yo, you gotta play Elden Ring," and I keep having to tell them that's not happening ever. (laughs) (laughs) I'll say I'll say to you, Chris. I mean, is it is it more rewarding? I mean, I don't think I've ever felt you know the way. I don't think I've ever felt the way. I felt about beating a boss in a Souls game, or even Elden Ring for that matter, like the way I felt when I beat Ganon, and I was like, "That was it. Yep, that was that was the the king of evil, really, just lumbering around doing absolutely nothing while I peg him in the leg with arrows." Okay, well, it's the journey along the way. Well, yeah, but I mean, you know, it's just but... like Elden Ring. It's just like okay, I I spent hours throwing myself against this region. I beat all these enemies. And I go to the next region, and there's just more. It's just worse. Like, the feeling of satisfaction in those games is just completely overwhelmed by like an overwhelming sense of anxiety. Because you're like, I know that it took me forever to beat this, and I know literally what's coming up next is going to be ten times worse. So why am yeah. I still doing this? <laughs> it's like but... I overcame the first area. I moved to the next area as I'm trying to establish a next save point. A giant freaking bear came out of the ground and just annihilated me. Like, thank that you, thank you, FromSoft. May have another. <laughs> I will say, there's also a great anticipation in getting to see what the next big boss is going to be and what its moves are and how you're going to work around it and how you're going to like plan your how it's every going to attack. Crush you into the ground. How it's going to crush yeah. you into the dirt, but like it makes you, you know, more resilient over time. It really, it really is that like that hard hero's journey where you have to overcome every challenge and by the end of it you are as tempered as the steel in your hand <laughs> but it's like breath of the wild at least had that exploration to make things make it a more rich experience not just constantly throwing myself against lionels or something like I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> here's the thing though at least when you look at breath of the wild and elder ring at least breath of the wild doesn't have like giant spiders that look like human hands that's true it does and, not. And you know That's what? Have you seen? Because have you seen those, those things are you know literally maybe the scariest looking thing I've ever seen in a video you know, game. I'll, I'll, I'll <laughs> say, you know what? It's worse for it. It's worse. It's it's worse for it. I tell you. <laughs> I didn't Speaking see a single for it. Skulltella in, in Breath of the Wild. And you know what? As much as I hate spiders, I, frankly, I was a little disappointed. I'm happy that they don't look like human hands. <laughs> Speaking I of like human it. hands, uh, the Oscars. Yeah. Oh, okay. oh no! Yeah, that was a good segue. Oh, Jesus! Good. Oh God, Chris! You know, what? you know what? Here's the thing. That's a ten out of ten segue, but I hate you for it. Dude, I hate myself yeah. for it. I hate my health. I, I hate the internet for showing it to me all day. <laughs> oh, Jesus! I'm so mad. I love. I love that up for you. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate it. I had to get. I had to get off that horse there. Wow. Um, yeah. Uh, so Oscars, yeah, you know, yes. well known for their their open hand slaps. Um, do you want to talk about the slap first? We want to talk about yeah. winners first. Um, honestly, the I feel like that thing is going to dominate yeah. a lot of the competition. So let's just talk about the winners first. 
Get out um, of the way. <laughs> yeah. Uh, have you guys have you guys seen any of the like the best picture nominees? Because I like I, I went out of my way to watch all of them right beforehand. But um, just to like kind of recap, the big winner was Coda, which is by uh, by Apple Plus. So the first streamer to actually win a best picture, Netflix has been trying for years to try and do it. <laughs> the, the, the Same Academy. With the Academy has a thing against Netflix right now, though. Exactly, That's and him. so the little movie, the little movie that could, this little like kind of family drama about the child of deaf adults, it ended up being the big winner. And this is honestly kind of nowhere because, like, I track a lot of that, like the like the award season stuff. And for like ninety percent of this whole season, the big one is Power of the Dog, the Benedict Cumberbatch Western. I did not and- love that movie. I think I appreciate it more than I like it, but I still enjoyed yeah. it mainly because I think it's, it's, I think it's really, I think it's really well done. I think it plays it safe in some areas and doesn't play it safe in others. And I think it mm-hmm. could have, it could have went a little bit further with the storyline. Mm-hmm. It kind like, of just kind I, of, especially that, that end for me really felt rushed. Like, Oh, wait, he's dead now. It happened. Yeah. It's good. <laughs> <laughs> but I think for me, the thing of Power of the Dog is that it's great to watch Benedict Cumberbatch being the world's biggest hater ever. Because yeah. this man <laughs> does like so many things to just spite people, mainly Chris and yep. But like any, but the thing is, yeah, this drama was like the big front runner for months, for almost in- this entire season. And then something started happening where Coda started winning all these smaller awards and getting like all this bigger, bigger momentum. And so even down to like people place bets on like what wins and yeah. the big one was ended up being Coda. So it ended up being the big winner. So it was a kind of a shock. Uh, I'm not crazy about the movie myself, but like I'm not going to be against anyone who's with it, like who's super happy for it because it is like it's a pretty decent movie. Um. Yeah, and, yeah, and I, I I can honestly say that like I've never been more detached from the Oscars than I have been this year. Mm-hmm. Like I yeah, they're happening, and like I've seen Dune and Encanto out of this whole list of mm-hmm. movies. Mm-hmm. The thing is, even for me, yeah, like the even out of this te- like these ten winners or like these ten nominees, this is the least invested I've been. At least compared to other years, where I had like one where I can go like wholeheartedly for, as opposed to like say a Parasite or a Moonlight or Get Out or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. I love Parasite. That's just, oh, that's Parasite. Parasite's a perfect movie. Like it's one of those ones where like I genuinely would give it like a ten out of ten, mm. like, no, like without any like reservations. But like at the very least, with Coda winning, my main thing was just I don't want Don't Look Up to win because I. <laughs> hated that movie with a passion i didn't think i would actually have for it it's mm-hmm. a truly really? it's awful you know what i thought it was okay like i was like all right you know i see what they're doing it's a little, a little on the nose but i was like it's you know it's just okay like i wasn't raving about it but i i don't know i could it's, i didn't see it's a two and a half hour snl skit i couldn't deal with it <laughs> um yeah i guess that's true just to go the like the other winners really really quickly um jane campion won best director for power of the dog the second woman back to back to win best director um best actor goes to will smith we'll talk about him later i know we will <laughs> and he um, deserved it oh no the thing is he, he no he really did deserve it it was, it was a really good performance. you might say he, he slapped the competition shut up um, best actress uh, was Jessica Chastain for The Eyes of Tammy Faye, which I didn't see. Um, it's fine. Yeah, I, remember, just, I, I, 
I saw the trailers for that action. I was like, what the hell is this? This looks actually interesting. It's a very it's... showy performance from the looks of it. Just the whole mm -hmm. dynamic with her and uh, Andrew Garfield seems interesting, but mm -hmm. it, um, it, I anyways. couldn't. Yeah. I enjoyed it, but I didn't think it was. I don't think it's best picture winning. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. there's a lot of people don't like it, but they're like, she's the main bright spot. Um, best supporting <laughs> actor goes to Troy Kotzer for in Coda, who I genuinely think is yeah the best part of that movie by a mile because he's just a cool ass dad who smokes weed and just like, he just <laughs> definitely hangs out, smokes weed, and just like and fishes. That's all he does. Um, and best supporting actress is Ariana DeBose in uh, West Side Story, which I didn't realize. Yeah, sixty year parallel because Rita Moreno won it for the same role sixty years ago. The first um, queer uh, Afro uh, queer woman of color to win an Oscar, which is very very cool. Mm -hmm, um, and also West Side Story. As a non musical person, loved it <laughs> because it's just really? it's legitimately just Spielberg going. Listen, I'm still the goat. I've been in the game for like 50 <laughs> years and I'm still better than all of you. Um, <laughs> uh, Kenneth Branagh won Best Original Screenplay uh, best, best Original Screenplay for Belfast. I mean, that's a fantastic movie. So I'm that's, that's I, did, I was not crazy about it. Um, it's, Coda won. I mean, it's weirdly dark because if you know what's going on behind the scenes, it's just mm -hmm. like, oh. I mean, but it I, opens I, with the big ride because it's set during the the Troubles, yeah. which is like the, the Catholic Protestant wars and riots that are mm -hmm. happening. Um, yeah, Coda won Best Adapted Screenplay. Drive My Car won Best uh, International Feature, which was a given considering sure. it was in the Best Picture race. Great movie, but it's it's not for everyone because it's a three-hour slow burn, but it's, it's very good. <laughs> yep, it um, is. It definitely is that. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, Encanto, Best Animated Feature. Summer of Soul, which is my favorite movie of last year, won Best Documentary. Uh, and then Dune Dune basically swept all the technical awards. So like Best I mean, Sound, Cinematography, yeah. Editing. It, yeah, it deserved all that stuff. Yeah, I mean, like, that's because it's a good movie, but it's technically it is a brilliant execution on that storyline. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm just I'm just more excited for where it's going to end up in the with these like sequels. From it what I understand, it's one sequel in. and a series, I believe. <laughs> it's, so a new movie and then a series after the movie, mm -hmm. all by well, um, the same director. Well, yeah, he was I, saying yeah, something about something to speak about wanting a trilogy. So I don't know. We'll see. I guess. Oh, is he doing a trilogy now? Well, there's talk about it, anyways. Potentially, but... yes. I mean, you could do it, but sure. I mean, it seems weird knowing like, the they're books, halfway through like, the book now. now. Work, but... Yeah, exactly. Like what's left of the book and what comes after that book. Like there's a there's a lot of weird spiritual either. stuff, but unless his entire second movie is just uh, him just kind of wandering the desert, being deep, I don't I mean, know how. I, they I heard that he wants to because there's multiple books in this in Dune, right? It's not oh, just yeah. there's about twelve. It's something ridiculous. Exactly. And, they all, and then like but you can't and, but you can't yeah. just follow the because uh, the second book takes place. It's the sons of the people that are in the first book, and then after that, it's like a thousand years after that, so it it jumps mm -hmm. in vast. Uh, years, you, you don't have the same people involved at all. Past, Plus, I think, by, the, third book. by I'm the thinking third book, it's off the metaphysical rails entirely. It's oh, it's shit insane. It's, I'm yes, assuming do, he's yeah. probably gonna take like elements from those books and potentially just do it that way if possible. <laughs> um, but just to keep going, um, the show itself, like, again, we're gonna talk about that whole incident in like just a bit but like the show yeah. itself was really uninteresting 
yeah, it's 100%. trying very, very hard to like. The problem is not just like the the thing, but just it feels like the show doesn't really like movies all that much because considering <laughs> like there's a whole bit of Amy Schumer going like anim like animated movies how only kids like them and adults endure them. Um, yeah. That's not true. That's not true. true. Jokes about like not watching the movie, like no one watched this movie, like uh, when yeah. they made the joke I, about like the last duel or whatever. Like, I'm gonna throw it out. I mean, sure, the last duel is a thing, um, but I will say that the, the, I, I want the hatred of animated movies to stop in Hollywood. Yeah, because yeah. they always seem like these are kids' things, but there's so many brilliant expressions of creativity done through animated features. And until the Oscars accept that that's not just the kids category, it won't really ever go beyond just selecting the best kids movies that year. And I think that's what they use it for. Plus the hypocrisy yeah. of that. Cause didn't the show start with that Bruno number? Like didn't the show kick yeah. off with it, that? It didn't, start, it didn't start with it, but yeah, there was the whole thing okay. where they, yeah, they, where they played, uh, they don't talk about Bruno because yeah. it's the big hit, like the big song. And even then, they didn't really do the Legit song. hit. Did, this is the thing. First... I, this, the only other thing I saw of the award ceremony itself, except for like the thing that the, the few odd quotes taken out of context, was that number. And yeah. it was horrible. The thing is, yeah, yeah. The thing like they... is what, it, what it was, it wasn't even like they did like the first verse. And then they got uh, Megan the Stallion, who I'm in love with. But they had her do like a like a rap about the Oscars instead of doing the song. And yeah. I know that rubbed a lot of people the wrong way. Again, I didn't have a problem with it, but that's just my bi extreme bias going in. And I'm also, just... I've never seen Encanto and haven't, like, I just know that that song exists. But I, my thing is, but the thing is, like, just yeah. kind of downplaying every one of these animated features because there's so much talent that goes into these things. Yes, mm -hmm. some years are like, okay, we had three to pick from and one's really bad, but whatever. Uh, but there are some years so there's a lot of genuinely fantastic animated features and the fact that they do view them as just like the kids category and just kind of a throwaway category for a lot of people is bad for everyone that does work on these films especially for people that put their blood sweat and tears into these movies and they are legitimately well done plus like how many how many actors and actresses in the audience that night have done at least one animated yeah. movie that has been pretty successful, right? Like, I think Amy Schumer's done some. Let's be clear here. I think she's done some animated features. <laughs> it doesn't help that also, like, they constantly just give it to Disney. Like, yeah, that's I mean, Disney's Disney one, controls like, Disney, so much. Disney and or Pixar has or won Studio it, Ghibli like, whenever Studio Ghibli has a, a film there. No, no not even they've, they've only won it yeah. like once. Uh, yeah, there, really? there was there was there was one there was I, I saw there was someone on TikTok was talking about that how like the like the most of the panelists at like within like you know the academy it's, it's whoever's won before so it'd be the, it'd be ex Disney people doing it like yeah like mm -hmm. so they, they they typically like regard like like you guys were saying they regard yeah. these movies like like kids movies that they don't even yeah. like they abstain typically they just abstain from voting so that the one year where in the best animated category there was like it was like frozen two other movies and the wind rises and yeah. frozen one but just because that was the one that like two out of the what however many like uh uh, judges had like kind of seen because you know well, their kids how, watched it yeah well how it works at the oscars is you you have to be part of the academy and you get to vote on uh, everyone gets to vote on certain categories in the best picture and then only select people based on what they've won before or what part of the academy they're part of get to vote on the others so it, it does mm -hmm. kind of like cinematography it's usually cinematographers only can vote yeah. it does it does i but i don't know how the best animated category might works it might work the same as best picture 
and that means mm. everyone in the academy can vote and if most people in the academy feel that it's not that important it's kind of a throwaway category for a lot of people yeah and I, I just want to go count the, yeah there's only been like six movies that are not disney or pixar that won it so it literally a french film one year didn't they? Dude, uh, like it was it's shrek spirited away waltz and gromit happy feet rango uh into the spider-verse and that's it everything like else even, is disney or pixar even this year three of the five nominees for disney like in canada yeah. uh, <laughs> and lost dragon but yeah it, it, it's it's hard because like they put they do a lot of really good animated movies like they but have there, really but, good pedigree but there are field, so a lot of animated movies plus. there are a lot of animated movies that come out that are not from like north america is another thing you have to look at mm-hmm. like, there's a lot mm-hmm. from japan there's a lot from europe that we might not see, but are huge films elsewhere, and we don't even consider them. Yeah, there's definitely a bias there, plus the potential inbreeding, essentially, of the like award ceremony, or it's the, the award selection process, so yeah. mm-hmm. there's, there's all they, that, they'll, too. They'll vote, and if the Academy doesn't know, like, if they're like, well, I'm going to vote on, the, I'm going to nominate the ones I know of, and there's this weird Japanese film, well, I'm not nominating that. My kids haven't watched that yet. Well, yeah, actually, one of the movies, Flea, this uh, seems like it's a... a foreign produced film yeah foreign produced film which is very much like that one is uh, clearly like a mature animated movie where it's like it's not aimed it's not aimed for kids or families Mm. or whatnot i've never actually heard of it to be honest (laughs) i had Um, before either it's just more like it's from what i from what i see right here yeah it follows the story of a man under the uh under alias who shares his hidden past of fleeing his country for the first time hmm so it's, yeah, it's like a, a boy who's, who's fleeing Afghanistan to Denmark. Oh yeah, that's that seems like a a documentary. It's a documentary animated movie. Mm-hmm. So. so they kind of threw it in with like the animated kids fair, just to kind of fill yeah, the category. Yeah, that I seems guess. fair. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, exactly. Speaking of the Into the Spider Verse too, like the Mitchells versus the Machines is a Lord and Miller film as well. So. Yeah. yeah. I was just because I was just like looking at so I, I literally just typed like animated movies into Google because I wanted to see like you know like just like w- just to refresh my memory it's like and it's crazy to me that like a Leica movie has never yeah. won best picture like how did uh, Google and the two strings not win like I mean let's be clear here I don't think many Leica films are actually good I think they're beautiful Kumo and the two strings is one that I think could have won but a lot of them are pretty bad they look really? great but like really? Yeah, not or good. Academy like, bad. Anyways. I mean, like, a co- yeah, yeah, like the thing is, so, some of them, the ones that are good, are very, very good, like Coraline. Yeah. yeah, and then the ones that aren't super great are just like like Missing Link. Missing Link is fine. It's fine, but it's just like that happened. Yeah, but I mean that that's with like almost any animation studio, like at least <laughs> recently. I mean, it's hard because you, there's a lot of great animation in the world, but a lot of it's mm-hmm. being done for TV, or a lot of it's being done outside of north america because there's still that kind of stigma that animation is a kid's medium so you're not going to get a massive budget like animated movies cost in the hundreds of millions to make you're not going to get that budget and put it into a movie that isn't for kids yeah yeah so even though it might be a a genius storyline and a great animated concept you're like well it's it's not for kids so we're scrapping it pretty much there's no song anyway i want to i want to catch you song yeah anyway <laughs> we're gonna do we're gonna talk about it now this is gonna be let's oh let's just get to get it out of the way <laughs> so all right like if you've been living under a rock for the past six days uh, so what happened was that chris rock had come out to present the 
to be the presenter for the best documentary feature award. And he was just cracking, he was cracking jokes and he as made Chris a joke. Rock is tend to do. Yeah. As Chris Rock tends to do, you know, he's, he's a known to be, you know, somewhat edgy comedian. Um, of a jokester I've heard. Yes. <laughs> and so he made a joke at Jada Pinkett Smith uh, saying, Oh, Hey, look, she's preparing for the role in GI Joe too, referring to her, uh, her being bald headed because she suffers from alopecia. Mm-hmm. And Will Smith walks up. He get like he gets up and smacks him right in the face. Glossy. Comes right back to his seat, and at that moment, everyone, inc- myself included, thinking, "Oh, this kind of it's a bit like it's it's yeah. funny or whatever." <laughs> I think even even Chris Rock is kind of chuckling it out, and it's not until that uh, Will Smith yells twice. He says. Mm-hmm. Um, Keep my, Keep my wife's, wife's name, name out, out your yeah. effing mouth. Fucking mouth. <laughs> yeah. And the sound, like, on the live broadcast for us was completely muted for, like, two yeah. minutes. And that's when we were all like, no, that's something is very wrong. Yeah, Even yeah, people cause... who were in the audience, I saw some tweets and some, like, videos from people who were there. They're like, no, that we didn't he know. Like, it pissed. was very, very real. <laughs> yeah. And this is, like, minutes before Will Smith is essentially the fr- he's he was already the front runner to win this award, so everyone's like, "What's gonna happen?" Like this is completely out of nowhere, and even Chris Rock is just shook about it. And he does win, like he does win the Oscar for King Richard, yeah. and he gives a very very bizarre emotional speech um, because he still it seems he's still in shock from everything, um, and just the internet has been set ablaze. Mm-hmm. People are calling for Will Smith to be arrested, which is like, in my opinion, is ridiculous. Um, But the thing is, is that just like keeping it to the facts is that that happened. He won the award. Um, Chris Rock is not pressing charges. He's like, I'm dropping this. I like you, like you. Yeah, sorry, a lot. There's a lot, but yeah, he not pressing charges. Chris Rock just recently did a comedy show like last night. Where he mm-hmm. just said, "Hey, how was your weekend?" And just he's still <laughs> he's still processing it. Yeah. There's an immense backlash against Will Smith. He put out a, a, a apology on Instagram, saying, "I'm sorry for I'm sorry to you, Chris, for my actions. Yeah. That's not me." But essentially, the the most beloved, easily friendly uh, mm-hmm. black man in Hollywood is now seen as a villain because of just one moment of rage. It, like. I will say this, that like, th- and this is now this is speaking in subjective terms. Um, the way people are acting about this is absolutely ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause I've seen so many things of just people like, I've seen people go like, man, what if, like, what if that was Betty White up there? <laughs> like, people making weird equivalents of like, what yeah. if Betty White was there and he smacked her and she fell her head and then she died. It's like, I mean, what okay. does that mean? Yeah, <laughs> okay. That's apples I mean, to oranges right there. Like that doesn't I mean, that's, even that's that's that is definitely dog whistling right there. That is definitely mm-hmm. saying, well, this is just an unstable person, blah blah blah. I, I do think I do think his actions are out of line. Oh, a hundred percent. Like you don't like I, no I, matter I, how yeah. no matter how I feel about this, it's more it's not like, oh, I'm not gonna say oh he was right, because no, you don't slap somebody like that no. on t- television. But like, but I mean, in, there's yeah the 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 ways people are basically equivalent. Like this is basically like he's uh, like out of control. I'm like, 
No, I mean, he did something wrong. And I mean, mm-hmm. if Chris Walks wants to press charges, he could press charges and he'd be fine to do so. But mm-hmm. but he did. Yeah. So that's the end of the situation. Like, if mm-hmm. they're both grown adults, if they, uh, they're not, he was smacked a kid, it'd be a different thing. But that's not what happened. Yes. You can make all these equivalents, equivalents here that's like, if it was this, I'm like, yeah, but that's not what happened you're just trying to make it worse than it is that's like someone saying what if betty white slapped him yeah (laughs) that's like that's like the 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 old old joke of like you're driving in you're driving a little off to the side of the road like what if you hit someone a pedestrian on the sidewalk like well i'm not on the sidewalk so like that's what they say they're like yeah "Yeah, what if this happened or what if like no that but you could say that but it didn't happen we saw what happened it's not even like there's like a reasonable doubt it's like no we all saw the same thing and, and it was yeah. wrong, but it's not it's not like he's an out of control lunatic. It's mm-hmm. just he did something wrong. He, like he yeah, like he just anger the the thing is, is even that because I had a conversation I had a long conversation with my mom about this just earlier today. Yeah. And this entire thing is that like no matter what, Chris Rock did a very disrespectful joke at mm-hmm. something that a lot of black women are suffering about. Yeah. Like so like in that moment, I understand, like, again, I don't yeah. condone anything of what Will Smith did, but, like, I understand that rage because of just, like, no matter, because people can make all these jokes or whatever, but, like, again, we don't know these people. Yeah. Like, she can, like, she's been upfront about her journey to an extent. She, <laughs> no matter what she says happened, there's a lot more that didn't happen that we don't know that yeah. might be, like, this is, mm-hmm. he might have seen her go through hell that we don't know about or it and could, it could have been like, like it could have been something as simple as she said i don't feel like going to the office today i don't feel myself and him kind of supporting her then that happening and then him mm-hmm. feeling that he let her down that it could be something as little as that we don't exactly. know there's we don't know yeah. the situation we don't know what they're going through and we don't know where his mind's at they might not have been in a good like mental space to be at the oscars in the first place mm-hmm and this just set them off that could happen we don't know we are not yeah as much as we view celebrities as our friends we they are just people and they go through the same stuff we all do some days they're having real off days sometimes they're having great days but Mm -hmm. we can't expect them to always be perfect and this is just a sign of that and the Mm -hmm. fact that the internet has basically decided that we should all make fun of every part of this is not helping the situation either the whole the yeah. whole thing just top to bottom is ridiculous. Like that's a really poor taste joke. Chris Rock's yeah. also known for having that kind of reputation. Ricky Gervais has said all kinds of like similar crap about all kinds of people yeah. at previous mm-hmm. events. Like the reaction to it, and just people like, oh, we don't condone violence when they have condoned it actively before. Mm-hmm. John Wayne comes to mind. <laughs> <laughs> that's um, a, yeah, because that's another aspect of it is that the Academy is currently like under oh, yes. of like what to do about it. Um, and a lot of people, because a lot of people are saying if they like if they boo Chris or uh, Will Smith from the Academy, or if they rescind his Oscar, and meanwhile they've ha- like given awards to all these other people, mm-hmm. it's gonna be a bad look on them. And even they've been saying stuff like, "Oh, we asked uh, Will Smith to leave the Oscars, and he refused to." But then another report from another source is saying, "Oh, they never asked him to do that. They never asked him to leave." So it's like a lot of conflicting things. Like things are yeah. just complete other chaos. And I wish they weren't. Like ideally, this situation should have never happened for what should have been like the great, like the like the pinnacle mm. of like Will Smith's like career. Yeah. Well, 
so like this is like it's a it's a it's a weird thing um to talk about and you know i'm gonna mm-hmm. try to tread lightly because yeah i've seen uh you know i've seen a lot of like people talking about it um from you know a lot of different aisles and the things that stood out to me um were like so like when i sort of like saw the, like that happened for the first time mm. i kind of had that same reaction where i was like you know wow like this was really out of line like like that was like will smith is completely overreacting um but then i saw a lot of very interesting like like um posts by um primarily like black women who were kind of saying like the idea that people think that it's like so like that there are people are so outraged by what will did come does come from a place of like genuine white privilege because like that's like a very sort of like like you know sheltered response that we would have like oh no he should have just done the right thing and sat there and been like chris i didn't approve of that like when like historically you know black people have basically been made to like through colonialization and through like systemic racism to like bite their tongues and and sort of like be prim and proper and the thing that sort of like some a lot of the 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 conversation that stood out to me was you know were um some like black female creators who were saying like in that moment like like and even like tiffany haddish kind of said the same thing like he's like i didn't like it wasn't a thing that they saw like a guy getting out of line it's like they saw you know a a black man standing up for a black woman who is suffering through alopecia and like uh, you know again when you actually look at it through that 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 racial lens like like black women and black men have been vilified for the way that their hair is right so like Mm -hmm. chris rock especially who like you know made a movie about like you know like made a documentary about it yeah (laughs) like go kind of going after her like whether or not we how much you want to believe the reports is that oh he, he didn't know she had alopecia like like you know we kind of going after for, for it like it you know it, it it's it's like like in that moment you know will got up and he and he defended his his wife right and it's like i just saw like i've seen a lot of people kind of say like you know like th- like historically black women really haven't been defended by both yep. white or black men 100 um, percent, yeah and and, and i true. say that like as a white guy a with white no man. fucking clue about what i'm talking about so like mm-hmm. but like <laughs> it's 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 very clear just like in like you look at like from a society like just in society in general and how black women have have been portrayed in media and just in general mm-hmm. how they have to be angry or tough or whatever that they're never yeah they're never been cared for in the way that they should yeah. have been or so should just, be so that's why it's like i like i was seeing a lot of this stuff so like it's you know the the one thing that i kind of heard the most and you know it, and i think this applies not just to us but to everyone is that like like a lot of people are saying like white people just stay the fuck out of this like this this ain't your moment genuinely you know? yes. like <laughs> it's and, you, it, like like there's like there are some at- opinions that are like all right cool cool i understand but there's times where like they're speaking from a place of just like you have no idea what you're talking yeah, about right it's, now it's and pure I just privilege like because it, it, what i a lot of like like seeing seeing a lot of like the, you know the, the the conversations that that um like black women specifically were sort of having about this it like what they were saying genuinely did remind me of like when the black lives matter movement started and I know so many white 
people who were like, like, you know, I just, I just don't think that they're doing it the right way. I think maybe they need to like, you know, do it a bit and be a bit more peaceful and this and that. And it's just like, it's like, but like, how the, how are they supposed to be, how are you supposed to be peaceful? Like, yes. how, like, <laughs> they're like getting, people are getting killed in the streets and like, literally dying. <laughs> that's what I mean. Like, they're supposed to be like, you know what? I wag my finger at you, good sir. Like, so mm. it's what I mean. So it's like in that, in this moment, it's like, like we realistically, we don't know, like, specifically like brandon was saying like what was going on we don't know like you know what the what the situation with like will and even jada like is like where like the 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 mindset they are but i i definitely think that like the the villainization that will is receiving is probably a bit out of line um because yeah like like you said like you know ricky gervais went up there one year and just like like he he just like went off the rails and his like his constant mm-hmm. refrain was like whatever if the, you know if, screw you guys i'm never coming back so i don't care right but like the golden you know, globes yeah was golden globes was, yeah it, it was golden yeah. globes that was the golden globes and that's also one of those things because like ricky gervais that's his shtick because he's yeah. still technically like his whole thing is that he's an outsider to hollywood culture hmm. Th- that like he just looks at it well, from a like of like this whole thing is phony so like it's not surprising, but it's not it's not disappointing. It's not surprising. It's just like, all right, cool, whatever. That's that's his shtick or whatever. But well, I think I, I do think the the big thing to bring up here is the fact that there have been a lot of white men that have almost rushed the stage just because things have been said that they didn't agree with. You had mm-hmm. John Wayne mm-hmm. and you had Clint Eastwood, and they both were trying to angrily attack a woman on the stage that talking about like native rights. Right so, when um it was when uh I think when Marlon Brando won for Godfather yeah I think it, yeah yeah and and he didn't go on stage so yeah she went up on stage to talk yeah. about yeah indigenous rights and everything and they were like angrily trying and people had to hold them back and like no one said a thing they're like yeah that's just them they're just <laughs> angry people noted garbage person John Wayne <laughs> <laughs> oh God he's a garbage person and and Tennis would ain't much better so mm-hmm. it's um well it's, and that's and that's the thing right so like you know I, like like you know you. It's it's a couple things like that 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 I was just thinking right now. Like yeah, like number one, yes, like Ricky Gervais is seen that way, but it's like it's also like you know as a as a white European guy, like yeah, no one's gonna really like cr- like harshly criticize him for like the way he was behaving at the Golden Globes. In fact, more people actually praised him as this like rebel against the system, right? But in mm-hmm. in the same vein, now correct me if I'm wrong here, but wasn't there like a year or a couple years ago where Will Smith actually sit, like was protesting the Oscars because of the lack yes. of black representation and so other here, people were calling him out and saying like, you don't know how lucky you are to be here kind of thing. Like it's hmm. funny you bring that up because yeah, that was a couple of years ago where yeah, he was, he just protested and didn't show up. Him and Jada didn't show up and Chris Rock was hosting and he made a joke where literally I remember this joke. Cause I saw the clip like not too long ago that they're like, Jada protesting the Oscars is like me protesting not being in Rihanna's panties or something like that. Like, it's like, it's not going to, like, we weren't going to get in it anyway. It's like, all right, you didn't, like, already right now, I mean? like, I feel like she already doesn't like you because you're just, like, disrespecting her like crazy already. Like, yeah, like, and the other thing about this is just that, like, my frustration is with them, with the, like, in terms, it's just media outlets going to other celebrities who have nothing to do with it and asking mm-hmm. their opinion. Like, the Jim Carrey thing. I love yeah, Jim I, I don't. That was so frustrating because it's like, it doesn't involve you in any way. Yeah, dude. No. Yeah. He's just like, I don't like, he's like, and, I don't like violence, blah, blah, and, blah. I'm and, like, I mean, that's fine, but you were not involved. That's, I mean, I'm that's, glad you don't like violence. Good on you. 
that's something else I wanted to I wanted to bring up too because the way it feels to me too, especially like a lot of times when this happened, is that like there definitely is this sort of like um you know like this wall between like traditional like stand-up comedians Mm -hmm. and like you know the like hollywood like comics so like seeing all these predominantly white comedians be like no chris was totally in the right comedy is comedy and you don't deserve to get slapped for making a bad joke it's like like that like like the fact that you know they kind of like you know are are so eagerly rushing to his defense is kind of that thing what you see like um where where yeah like they're they're naturally going to like there's such an insulated group right because like you know as much as i you know loved dave Chappelle, and i'm still kind of like weird about Chappelle right now because you Mm -hmm. know when he was making transphobic joke (sighs) after transphobic joke everyone's like no he's 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 the king jokes are jokes let it be that and it's like well no because when you make jokes enough people start taking them seriously and he's the guy who straight up said like he got out of like he got away from his show because people weren't taking his jokes the way he meant them to be taken like they were taking them in, a, in an actual racist way so it's like them dollar bills man <laughs> exactly he walked away because of his apparently like strong morality about comedy but then like you know the the, the way like the, like they you know they're the people want to use this as a shield now like oh like comics can just say whatever they want and they don't just like no okay yeah maybe you can you can make the argument that sure nobody deserves to get slapped although let's be real some people deserve to get slapped once in a while mm-hmm. <laughs> Who yeah, that, but that's just like a yeah that's on like personal case by case level Not on, you know like, what i mean and the thing is like no one i don't feel like anyone's going to be emboldened to slap stab of comics now like this yeah. is just like no a weird probably situation. not but like it's a weird situation of just like something that's happened that's just like a one-off that I don't yeah. think pe- no one's gonna be like I'm doing this for Will Smith. Smack! Like, ain't, ain't nobody doing that. <laughs> I love you, Will. <laughs> that, that, that reminds me of, of a Chappelle skit, actually. The Kobe. Like, yeah, Kobe. Like, like, <laughs> Will Smith. <laughs> no, it's. Uh... Also, thing I want to say, also one it's... last thing, one last thing. Shout out Daniel Radcliffe for going ahead of it because someone asked him. And he's like, I'm so bored of this. I don't yeah. ask me because I don't care and I don't care about no one else. Like, <laughs> what can we say that? Yeah. It's because been four also, it doesn't, days help. Now, like... it doesn't help that like people who are like speaking out about it are like, oh, uh, we're like t- taking like the quote unquote moral high ground. People on Twitter will dig up their nonsense like nothing else because it happened yeah. to Zoe Kravitz. And like, I again, that's another thing where I don't approve of, but it's just kind of funny to me. It's like the speed of things. How mm-hmm. this is just like to me, cancel culture is not a thing, but it's still funny how this type of thing happens. I was just like mm-hmm. immediately like, mm-hmm. oh, you talking, but what about this thing you did like six years ago that people Plus just the have in the tub? Memes. The speed of memes, too. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. Dude, Dude, oh, I, the amount of time between it happening and me seeing the JoJo parody of it, like, oh, you're approaching me? <laughs> insanely short. Sure. No, someone the, made the, a full rap song like two hours after yes. it happened. Oh my god, <laughs> impressive. Dude, like, like, yeah, I, I saw one that made me laugh just because Eric Andre shared it on on Instagram, where they it cut it to uh, Fighter Z. <laughs> <laughs> they, like, they, they did like the like the finishing like edit like the winning animation like like the music and everything it was 
perfect. <laughs> it's like on, on on one hand, it's an insane kind of moment on a lot of from a lot of angles, and mm -hmm. I'm tired of seeing stuff about it. But it's such a good meme image of the slap. Like, oh it's so, God, yeah. So I mean, the someone, photographer someone... that took that photo, that photographer that took that photo, I have to say, like, yeah, that, that someone bought it. Millions. War. Mm -hmm. Actually, the one last thing I will say is that the funny thing is that the curse continues because someone realized, <laughs> someone pointed out that right before that happened, Chris Rock said Macbeth in a theater. <laughs> in the Dolby yeah. Theater. Ah, I saw that there you go. So, someone immediately rushed to like, the, Wiki, the Macbeth curse Wikipedia page and added that oh, entry God. in there. <laughs> <laughs> So here, here's the funny, funniest thing about watching that happen on, on Sunday night. The night before that, my wife and have, 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 I have been watching Fresh Prince, like front to back, and yeah. we're at the last season. The last episode we watched before that was the one where Chris Rock showed up. Oh my <laughs> god! Drag there you go. the so that was really weird. <laughs> that was a some weird flash there. Um, that's funny. So yeah, yeah I, mean, back back. I, I, I think, I think the way we can probably end this is that and and maybe segue into one last important news story is um that maybe it's time the oscars get canceled and speaking of canceled Chris, uh, i was gonna away. something else but uh i was gonna stay on the hollywood <laughs> tip here actually yeah uh, but yeah e3 uh uh sounds like it's going to be canceled this year according to reports that came out today yeah uh, not even an online thing which is kind of that's crazy. Strange. Thus confirming what I've been saying all along. And this is <laughs> the other story. Honestly, the thing is, I remember those. I remember when you said stuff like this. I've been saying it. I haven't stopped. <laughs> Since we met. <laughs> it's finally, you see, you just, you wish it's the, it's the truth. You just, you wish it long enough and the universe gives it to you. Well, we'll it's see. It's a secret. <laughs> We'll see. I don't. I don't know if this is the end of it altogether. I think it could still come back next year. No. Well, yeah. And, and this is the, it's sort of what I was thinking about when I saw it too. Just like you know, kind of like I think what not just me. Like we've all kind of been talking about like like with how like you know prominent you know the these sort of like one off digital presentations have become. It does kind of feel like less and less companies are probably like you know seeing the value in something like e3 when they can just deliver what they want you know the, the mm -hmm. information that they want when they want it you know cheaply and very easily like they're constantly in control of the narrative um and you don't necessarily have to wait for a big uh like day of the year to to have like you know have a presentation and and most of the time a lot of these a lot of these like publishers don't even have things to show they have a jpeg and a mm -hmm. title like so so I don't know if it's that. maybe, yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> they have you know we a are concept. Thinking about something, and one day it might come out. That amazing anthem presentation where they show the same JPEG like three times <laughs> in a row. Like, I have seen so like, many demos where I see like a team just like we're working as a team. We're bringing this on. Like, do you have anything? No, no. <laughs> we have the title no. on the screen, and that's a work in progress. <laughs> Not locked that in yet, yeah. but you know, it's like it's, it's like something related to this. <laughs> May I see it? No, no. no I mean, this is gonna be the no. greatest game ever. Can we see it? Uh, -uh. No, uh, it will be right now. It's a heap of dung, but uh... like honestly, I'm kind of bummed out about this. Like, I get it yeah. that, like, yeah, with mm -hmm. the with uh, like digital events, it's not really as much necessary. But like, mm -hmm. 
it's just even just thinking as me as a kid and just thinking about E3, it, like it, yeah, there was a special magic to it. Even in the years where like not that much was going on or I wasn't excited about the industry in general, there was just something about watching the presentations. I'm like, ooh, what's, yeah. what are they going to show next? And like, you can't kind of can't replicate as much on a digital yeah. like a virtual presentation from home. Like, it, like it legitimately was like me and my friends would just like kind of hang out at the same place and just like watch it, uh, like like a Super Bowl or something. And just go like, yeah, okay, exactly. what's gonna be the new game? What's gonna be sick and stuff like that? Yeah. So like this year, not it not happening. It's it's a letdown, but I'm hoping that like in the future, like hopefully next year, that they get something cool going. Yeah, I mean, like I I, I feel like that, like this would be a good time to take the year off and kind of retool. And, you know, kind I mean, of the, the biggest problem you have you have other events. You have you have like consumer events like PAX. You have Gamescom, which is in Europe. And then you have Summer Games Fest from Jeff Keighley, and then you have the Game Awards in the fall. Mm-hmm. And it is, it's harder and harder to find enough announcements to fill every one of those shows. Exactly. And it's just strange. It's strange to me, like, the, like, of all those things, E3 used to be the big show, and it's the one that's unraveling. But then, the other but, ones but it's, also, it's also the ones, it's also the one that's the most expensive for companies to go to because the, the, the most booths there cost like at least 100 grand to have a booth at E3. It has, mm-hmm. you're going to have to bring like, all your team out to LA for X amount of time, and because of the way it's structured, MS Microsoft and Sony and all those control whatever the message is, you're just kind of slotted in somewhere there. And it's really hard to justify the costs when you're kind of, if you're a smaller studio, like if you're not one of the big three, if you announce something at E3, it's probably going to get buried under Sony announced a new Last of Us game or whatever. That's going to be the talk of the town. You're not going to get your small indie title any traction, especially when it's announced with a a bunch of 30 to 40 other games. Even if you looked at like the PC game show, the future PC game show, Mm -hmm. I love the fact they did kind of spotlight indies and they spotlight PC games. But when you're announcing 40 games in a three hour span, you're like, I don't remember what half those games were. (laughs) I I was going there for work. I'm like, I saw something. I don't, I don't know. It was a trailer, yeah, maybe, and, and 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 not even not even just the big three too. When yeah. you think about it, it's like yeah, like Ubisoft gets a show, EA gets yeah. a show, Activision, Bethesda, like all these guys get a, get a big presentation for an hour where they throw game after game after game, yeah. and then like you know either either you kind of forget about it, they forget about it, like you know who yeah. here remembers Beyond Good and Evil two? Anyone? Like I mean, <laughs> yes. I do, I do, dude. I've been mad, Shaq. For- like a decade plus. Let it go, this. buddy. It's never coming. I'm not. <laughs> yeah, I'm let not it go, never buddy. <laughs> it's never gonna happen. <laughs> I dude, I legitimately made a TikTok about this last month that someone was like, "Oh, hey, what game that's been forgotten that you have, are you still mad about?" I, I, saw I said, that and I "Beyond laughed. freaking good and evil too." <laughs> I wanted to I mean, say. I want the game to come out, but it seems like all the people involved for that game have kind of left the studio. So I'm like, I guess that's yeah. just never happening. Yeah, and, and 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 to kind of say you know to you know to what like Shaq was saying, um, like and I, I you know I kind of I I wrote about this in the article I I wrote about like E three just going away, um, like yeah, like there really was like a genuine excitement when you were a kid. Like I remember, like I didn't I didn't watch it, but I remember like like the you know in like June, you know when the 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 like gaming magazines like Nintendo Power would come out about E three and like running to the library to see like what had come out. 
Um, and showing yeah, like, like hundreds of previews and everything, and you're yeah, like, yeah, oh, being like, issue, like, yeah. like, holy shit, like, yeah. But now, now it kind of like it's it sort of feels like it's like you can have that in sort of like smaller little doses, right? Because it's yeah. like I kind of feel the same way now, uh, like the way I did, like whenever I see that, like you know, like okay, Nintendo announced like in like in like three days there's gonna be a big Nintendo Direct, and I'm like, yes, like okay, like let's see what they're bringing out, like like I get that excitement. And then I, you know, it's like I can have that anticipation, and it's like you know, there just and it, it comes and it kind of goes, right? I think more like people, depending on what your like preference is, really, like if you know, you because Sony has a showcase now, and I don't, is Microsoft doing anything? Like they need to, uh, they, they, they don't have they their usually, own. They usually save their stuff for like E3 when they have yeah. like, those big presentations. They're I mean, the they only do have the idea probably... at Xbox stuff. They do have the kind of indie mm. showcases they've now done like the summer of xbox they they they, they find mm. ways to make events mm-hmm. yeah so like if you if but you it's not, it's not on a like it's not on a frequent level as say a nintendo director no, plays yeah. it's just yeah. whenever xbox is like we're doing thing i guess i don't know yeah they, they yeah, can't like, keep the pace up to the others yeah they don't have enough to I mean, so, that being said, know, but... Microsoft should be able to because they have like infinite studios. They just <laughs> yeah. they just well, can't they produce anything with those infinite studios. Yeah. Look at like Ultron. <laughs> like, they don't have to. It's like we own everything. Screw you guys. <laughs> we'll tell you what we tell you. Here's, here's Halo. Oh crap! Stick it back in the oven. Not <laughs> <laughs> done yet. Whoa! Put it back. Not done yet. Um, but yeah, no. That, that's kind of, so. That's kind of what I mean. Like, if you if there's something specifically that you like, you know, as much as I don't care about Ubisoft, even like Ubisoft has one. I think didn't like EA was doing one for a little while. Like EA Play. Like, yeah. Yeah, like you can you can sort of find that little like moment where you're like excited for a presentation. It doesn't have to be specifically centralized on E3. And it, now, if it happens more frequently throughout the year, it's kind of just like, all right, cool, like whatever. <laughs> yeah, I had a oh, chance. No, actually, no, I didn't have a chance. Y'all, y'all work. I held down the fort that one time when I was in, yes. like when I was yeah. interning. I held down the fort while y'all were over that. there. And I was I jealous. Mean, to be fair, I think you said you could go if you wanted to. I just, you know, I didn't have money for it. I didn't yeah. have money for the plane. Remember, oh, dude, we um, were there. We were in the office till like like midnight that night. Dude, Holy those Jesus. hours were long, that man. Was crazy. <laughs> oh, because it would be we'd be there nine, and you'd be yeah. there at midnight. Yeah, and, we'd and the be time there, difference yeah, we had to cover stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Me, Shaq, and Mel. Oh, those were yeah, the days. man. Those are the days. <laughs> <laughs> Come back next year, E3. Just that's a lifelong dream. Please come yeah. back. Next year. I just yeah. I just, I just got to do it the one time. <laughs> Like yeah, even right? like I know it's just gonna even be a lot sucks, of me yeah. being in line for things, but like I just gotta be there just to like take in the atmosphere mm-hmm. of being but that's, there. And that's that's kind of the funny thing too, because I remember too, like when like when Cody went and he yeah. was saying sort of the same thing that like like it was his dream to go to E three, mm-hmm. like all the whole time he was like a kid, he loved like it was so exciting, and then he went there and it was like. It like it was so like disillusioning. Like he went there as a journalist, so he couldn't like really enjoy it. He was just like running from interview to interview and show to show. Like he didn't get to like enjoy any of it. Yeah, that's why when they made it public, I knew that it was a bad. Like I figured it was a bad idea, but at the same time, I was still just like, if I could just go as an attendee and not have to think about interviews or press conferences and just go and just play stuff, then it'd be a much better experience. Oh, that first that first year when they opened it up, it's like, oh, we we can go, we can go yeah. to Mecca, like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. It's like it's accessible. <laughs> I don't know what uh, we we'll, we'll can see walk what in. the mm-hmm. what the future holds for it too, because yeah, like it just even seems like the way like the show the show floor the past like the years like prior to COVID, mm-hmm. like they really 
wasn't that much to see. Like the one, the last thing that I genuinely remember being like, wow, they did that was, was the, uh, was it like that, the 2015 E3 where they, uh, Nintendo set up that whole big display for Breath of the Wild. And it yeah, was like I mean, genuinely like, in, like awe-inspiring to see how much they did with that. Um, I mean, I've been going to E3 since 2010 and it definitely feels like, less filled because you have more open mm-hmm. space like as, mm-hmm. as i said the last year i was there they had like a bang energy drink thing there with dancers <laughs> <laughs> and i'm like a... why is this taking up like a quarter of the hall what the where's like everything because activision wasn't there and activision had yeah. a massive space and sony wasn't there oh sony had a smaller thing it, like and microsoft so everyone had kind of done their own thing so it just felt like what's on the show floor anymore i guess thu nordic has a cool statue over there i guess <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was the same thing with uh with fan expo in toronto that i said like what the, the the year that i went that they they carved out like a giant corner of the show floor to put a, a, a literal eb games with like wall-to-wall yeah. yes. bobs. i was yeah. like okay this is this this show is dead i never have to come back I, like, yeah i was that that was honestly one of the points where i was like i the magic isn't there as much no anymore. it was i, I just, don't I, if set I up an eb game like if wow. i want to go to eb games i will not pay to go to <laughs> yeah, eb games <laughs> 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 is there a huge sale no then why no the, what was literally the point just of there? Yeah. there's enough people selling funko pops at at fan expo already we didn't need any uh, any <laughs> games there <laughs> selling all the generic stuff too yeah like not, like, oh, not, not even the good stuff mm. um we don't really have so a review weird. section this week so we'll um, maybe just hit one last five things for once yeah um yeah so we'll just hit one last news story going back to hollywood yes. a little bit oh uh, right this is uh, so, tra- <laughs> well yeah i could well, you no know, go ahead go ahead go uh, no go by all means all right cool Jet. um yeah this is very very sad news like on like yeah. genuinely like really sad news is that uh bruce willis is retired from acting uh he got recently died well there, uh he's been diagnosed publicly with uh, aphasia which is like a De- a de- neurological degenerative and de- degenerative disease which affects like communication mm-hmm. so in terms of like how he speaks and how he receives speech or whatnot so it's it's a sad way to uh to for to go out especially with um like i mean he's not dead he's just retiring but still yeah you know, like yeah. Well, i was taking so, an indefinite step back he might exactly come back if things get better but potentially mm-hmm. if anything he's already done like eight movies that are coming out between now and 2023. Yeah, um, so if he and, like takes two years off, you won't even notice. The thing, but the thing <laughs> is, true. is that like, yeah, because in the last couple of years, he's been like weirdly doing a lot of like director video action movies where he's just like barely in it, and or Glass, or not. Yeah, Glass is like the last major thing he was in. I would say major. Um, yeah, the last like yeah, Glass was a big deal. Like it just wasn't a good movie. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> but just <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But just like outside of that, he's done a lot of movies that just like no one really knows outside of like the directed video market. That a lot of people were just kind of like, what is he doing? Is he just kind of like slumming it or like half assing it? And mm-hmm. to the point where like even the Razzies had made like worst Bruce Willis movie in a 2021 picture and had like eight <laughs> movies there. And thankfully they rescinded that once this whole thing came out because that's yeah. Yeah. just in bad taste. Bad and honestly, taste. Yeah. And like, I mean, the Razzies are just bad taste at this point. I anyway. mean, yes, well, it's, it's like designed the- to be. 
Who yeah. like Sandra it was a Sandra Bullock that actually accepted hers in person. Sandra Bullock and Halle Berry are like the two that for <laughs> sure showed up to like accept their stuff. Um but like I love, even I love actors that did just they know it was a joke or like did they think it was serious and then no hundred percent like, they, 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 they know it's a, yeah. they're in on the yeah. joke. Okay. Okay, okay. But it's they think it's, it's, like, sure. it's but the thing is is like the Razzies is like a very mean spirited joke. Yeah. Um because like yeah, even it's with, mean. Like they, because they also rescinded uh, Shelley Duvall's performance for The Shining as worst a- actress, which also didn't really make that much sense. Um, that they nominated her in the first place. But besides the point, um, <laughs> with yeah, with Bruce Willis is just yeah. The last couple of years, first like there's been like articles going like they're just kind of like pushing him to like like essentially his team has been pushing him to make these movies because on the cheap so he can get paid or whatnot. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. kind of weirdly gross. It's not weirdly gross. It's very gross. Yeah. And honestly, it's just a shame because Bruce Willis is such a force. Mm-hmm. When you think about like, yeah, his, like, like the what 30, 40 years he's been in movies and mm-hmm. on television, like from like moonlighting to die hard to like, uh, death becomes her. Like he's a he's a, such that's a good versatile, movie. That's a legit a, good movie. He's a great versatile performer. And no, that's what. Yeah, I was I, I was going to say the same thing too. Like when you when you mm-hmm. see him in like actual like dramatic roles, like like immediately my mind just was would just go right to the the sixth sense. Like mm-hmm. he is a phenomenal actor when he's given them the right material. Right, like. Mm-hmm. Like he, like he's a great action star. Yeah, great dramatic role, like comedy. Mm-hmm. Like, n- like that's one of those things that like people that snug up on people that like he's very good at comedic timing and everything. Like, he could legitimately do it all, and especially yeah. like at his at his peak, he is he like he was the guy. And oh, yeah. so for this stuff, like we're at the very least, oh, yeah. he's got like a very very high outpouring of support from everybody, from like friends, family co-work like m night Shyamalan wrote like a really nice message on like on his twitter and everything it's been it's like it's very heartwarming to see it's just yeah it like it, it's and, upsetting and... but like he's left behind a very very good legacy regardless of mm-hmm. like the the like the last couple of years he's been working but like he's still left like a crazy legacy i was gonna say like, well, like one, one of the last times i heard about him was like this really unfair comparison to nicholas cage for it's like oh he's just doing this to get out of debt and it's like well, you're just downplaying everything he's doing, right? Like maybe he's taking yeah. some crappy indie roles, but like doesn't mean he's not giving yeah. it at us all. Um I would and, say the other thing <laughs> and, yeah. and even with Nick Cage, even yeah. he, he even he's he said good that, like when he's even, in good stuff. Like no, 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 it's not even it's not even that he's good or bad in stuff or whatever, is that even in the direct-to-video movies, he says he's never half-assed a role. And that's, to be yeah. fair, it, I, I believe that. He commits yeah. to every single role it yeah. is, no matter how he bad does. the movie ends up being. You can't say he doesn't commit. Absolutely. Without question. He do, I mean, he does a lot of really bad movies, but he yeah. always delivers whatever that movie needs. It's yeah, whatever the movie needs. Really yeah. Whatever he feels is required of him yeah. for the mo- movie, he will go 100% on it. Yeah. And, and and like I said, like when he's given really good material, like Nick Cage, like he, he shows, like he proves he's like a very, very good actor. He like, has an Oscar for a reason. That's what I said. Castles as well. Yeah, yeah. Who doesn't though? I remember, um, I remember I was in a, I was in a comedy, uh, I was at like a Yuck Yucks once and so one of the comedians like was like making cracks about, about Nick Cage and I literally like went up to him after the show. I was like, excuse me, Nick Cage has an Oscar, damn it. <laughs> like, you look <laughs> alone. <laughs> and then you slapped him. <laughs> yeah, and then I clapped him. 
Yeah, no. I blew the the baby powder off my hand and I slapped him good. Leave Nick Cage's mouth name. <laughs> yeah, I'll love to Bruce Willis. Yeah, I, I, I was I was I was just gonna say that too. Like you know, like it's it's um it's obviously like not like the ideal way. I think he or any of us probably wanted like his mm-hmm. exit from Hollywood, but at the same time, like you know, the, the dude's sixty seven years old and he's you know still be uh, you know being billed for like action movies like i think maybe it was time you know the guy got a bit of a break and got to actually enjoy retirement you know well i mean i don't this, i don't this think is he... the thing too though yeah. right like because I, I i saw someone else say oh like well i i i wish my happy retirement like well no being going from being a huge actor and singer too like he yeah. had a you mm-hmm. know musical career at one point too uh to you know to lose that faculty like you know yeah someone said well not... he's still alive at least well yeah it's better yeah. than but an no, obituary but if but he can't also the, the thing that brought him joy that, he can't right? do anymore that's a big thing yeah. like even yeah, if that's like, the problem. he might want it's if he might bummer. he might have wanted to cut back in acting but being forced to because you can't do it that's a and very like, different thing being able yeah. to potentially communicating your day-to-day life with your yeah. loved ones and family like, yeah that's, that's not retirement that is he's gonna have a, a road to recovery and it it might it might be hard and it's gonna be a lot of work but he might get there but it's not like, like he's a, just like he's just going to sit on the couch all day. That's not what's going to happen. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I mean, like I've yeah. I've, I've heard this condition bounced around in in a in a doctor's office myself, like dealing with family members and yeah. things like this. And it's not, yeah, it's an unfortunate end to his career. And hopefully, not the end though. Hopefully, we 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 don't know yeah. the extent of the condition. Hopefully, there's a recovery down the line. But if nothing else, we wish him the best for the <laughs> the road yeah. ahead. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's mm-hmm. uh, a yeah. good way to exit off that segment. Yeah, it just, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Yeah, uh, so we'll, we'll move into, we'll, we'll, we'll move into uh, the R1 review since we have Shaq, who is uh, one of our yes. uh, movie people, essentially. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it, it, it's always a strong movie talk when you're here. So yes. we're leading into your expertise <laughs> on this one. So yes, I'm here to talk about The Bubble, which is the brand new Judd Apatow movie that's about the pandemic. So this movie is coming out in like in this live stream. It's technically tomorrow, so April 1st. Um, the embargo just lifted. Uh, you'll see my written review. It'll be up tomorrow morning on CG, cgmagonline.com. Uh, but essentially, the premise of The Bubble is that it's essentially around the filming of this movie called Cliff B6, which is sort of like a half-assed, intentionally bad Jurassic Park ripoff with, like, flying dinosaurs and stuff. But essentially, (laughs) there's a massive cast of characters. Like, just the main cast of this fake movie is Karen Gillan, uh, Iris Apatow, Judd Apatow's daughter as uh, this TikTok superstar. Um, Pedro Pascal as, like, this veteran actor, Dieter Bravo. We got David Duchovny and Leslie Mann as, like, this on-again, off-again couple. There's um, Mm Keegan-Michael Key, uh, Guz Khan, who's from uh, a lot of people recognize from um, Army of Thieves, he was like the the getaway driver and like that. Yeah, Army of the Dead spinoff. He's he was entertaining in that. He's very entertaining in here as well. Um, there's the, the, that's just the movie cast. There's also like the director, which is played by Fred Armisen. There's like the producer and executive. The producer's played by uh, Peter Serafinowicz, who you've seen in like dozens of comedies and everything <laughs> and kate mckinnon plays the executive of like the movie studio there's a bunch of cameos that i haven't even mentioned um maria bakalova from uh the, the who stole who basically stole borat 2 from sasha baron cohen yeah. she plays one of the like hotel, hotel attendants it's 
a big kind of ensemble comedy that's sort of like a ter- like a it's like a mixture of like Judd Apatow described it as Tropic Thunder meets a Christopher Guest movie. So like it's very improv heavy, mm-hmm. and unfortunately, I didn't like it. It's such it's yeah. such a letdown <laughs> considering this massive cast that it's first off this movie's too way too long. Was, just like every, just like Judd Apatow movies, they happen to run like a little bit too like, long. I, I think that's the same for all Judd Apatow movies. Like they yeah, feel like they should be like an hour 40 max. Yeah. And they go for like this, two and a half hours. You're like, why? It, it, this movie is two hours and it's 126 minutes. It's two hours and five minutes long. That and is too long for. It's way too long for what feels like very little substance to it. Just because hmm. like it feels the the problem with it it feels like there's not much to it like the improv is a problem because not much of what they're actually doing is particularly funny like there's there's right. funny situations in terms of just like all oh, right this is like they're dealing with their own individual egos cuz like Karen Gillan's character she's coming back to the Cliff Beast franchise cuz she tried to branch off and that totally mm-hmm. failed and then you've got yeah, the like the A-list Hollywood couple who adopted a child who doesn't really give a shit about them at all um and then you've got uh, Fred Armisen as like the indie Sundance director being forced onto this big project. And then also David Duchovny's character is like a producer and he constantly tries to rewrite the movie. Like these are all like funny situations and a way to like kind of sat- like be a satire of Hollywood. But the problem is it the jokes don't really hit as hard as they want to. And, I mean, gags, feel- and gags will go on much longer than they have to because they're improvising a lot. But my point, uh, I was just going to say, is the the situations that they seem to be setting up are the typical Hollywood joke. Like, exactly. Is there anything, it feels like if you were having an SNL skit and you just did this, that is the joke you'd pick. The, that's also <laughs> the thing. Because this, like, this might have felt refreshing maybe like a year ago. But right. now that we're in like, what, year three of this pandemic... <laughs> We're just, yeah. we've dealt with all this stuff and it, none of it feels particularly fresh or incisive or going like, oh, that's, that's a very clever thing you did there. It's just not, there's not that much to it. Mm-hmm. Um, the one there, like, it's not completely devoid of laughs. Like I've had a, there were a pretty couple of, a uh, couple of chuckles, um, mainly Keegan-Michael Key. His character is like, the, when he comes back to set, He's almost like a cult leader. Like he's gotten in this whole religion. He's tr- trying to like force his book onto people and it's just not working. <laughs> um, and then even David Duchovny has a couple pretty funny lines. And, mm-hmm. but other than that, like it's, it's just very inconsistent and just, it doesn't hit anywhere as, as much as it should. It's, yeah. it's, mm-hmm. it's a big letdown for me. I was, this cast is too stacked for this movie to be so overblown. And right. again, there's really good cameos by people that I'm not going to mention, but just it's just, yeah, it's just it's not a good movie. I'm just, I'm I just, I'm upset. I feel like Judd Apatow had that success with Anchorman with the improv. But was that even was that even Judd Apatow? He produced it. They produced yeah, it. I, yeah, he's known for the uh, the like forty year old version of Knocked Up. Yeah, I think. Yeah, like so, so like, in like, terms like of direct, did really well with the improv and stuff. And I feel like he just kind of got into that rut. Like this is going to be like the, the thing now. That's a really good cast, but not necessarily an improv cast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, like like so, some of them are. I feel like are able to like kind of ad lib well. So like Leslie Mann, obviously. Uh, yeah she's done it before like in all of his movies yeah uh, keegan michael key again has very good, good comic timing like that actually pedro pascal he has very good comic timing i will say that 
a lot of his jokes are very just accent like he's very accent he's like the veteran actor who's slumming it in this role in this blockbuster franchise mm-hmm. um, well, and then and, and kate mckinnon too should be pretty good at that she's been she, like one of the main she's only there like two, years. she's there maybe she has like two or three small scenes uh, and even her one. her thing is yeah she's like the entitled exec who's like jet setting and already has the vaccine even though everyone else is waiting for theirs and stuff it's <laughs> It's it's all t- just very. It feels very tired and just not as good as something like Tropic Thunder, which I don't know if that does that movie still hold up. Thing is, I think it like it is very problematic for obvious oh, reasons. Yeah. But yeah. I think it's still. I think as, as a satire, I think it works. It it's very. It's about, yeah. It's a lot sharper. It, right. it, I think it still holds up in that sense. Yeah, because I would I, I would argue. Uh, like that a, a lot of the stuff that like kind of makes it problematic is done like deliberately like to just like point out like a lot of the more like ridiculous uh, things about it right like maybe I mean, yes like they could have done something different but like hmm. taking it to such an extreme place like a like a guy who you know such a method actor that he like tries to you know make himself black like yes like, and everyone calls him out for like that's a bad yeah, idea it, yes. it's never like yeah it's never like he's not the punchline for how stupid he is like mm-hmm. but it's just yeah this one just doesn't really have a sharp point to it mm-hmm. beyond mm-hmm. hey we're just entitled celebrity like we're still celebrities but we're still crazy and we're like we're losing our minds of this pandemic and stuff it's just yeah it's it's, it's it, it exists is basically it, the point. Like, thing is yeah it exists yeah. um it's john apatow uh, like I, I i appreciate him making a sillier movie because like most of his directorial efforts are mostly just dramedies and yeah. this one is just like the first straight comedy he's done since i want to say 40 year old virgin um but yeah but the, yeah otherwise it's just it's it's a bummer it's <laughs> You're gonna forget. You're gonna forget this movie exists in like a month or so. Oh, that's fun. I better watch it before then, so I can get it. <laughs> that cast. It's like I want to yeah. trust this cast, but huh. it's it's got it's got its moments, but it's just it's few and far between. It's this movie does not need to be two hours at <laughs> best, like an hour thirty-five. Yeah, like not, a, 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 a brief ninety. Mm-hmm. But well, uh, yeah, that's that sums up that review. <laughs> That's, That's our reviews for this week. We don't have a lot uh, with us anyways. There's more reviews on cgmagonline.com, mm-hmm. as always. Uh, so moving to our last section, what you're playing. Um, I've got a preview going up on the site tomorrow for a crossover game between two franchises that I hadn't played before. Um, so you can check that out in the morning. It's a oh, that weird, oh, that weird thing. That weird thing. <laughs> oh, that I'll weird have, thing. I'll have more to say when uh, the review is up in a couple of weeks. But uh, and I'm also reviewing something else that well you'll see the review for on Monday so okay. come back for that one. Uh, I wish I could say more because <laughs> I'm excited mm-hmm. about it. But uh, I picked up Disco Elysium this week. Mm-hmm. Nice. I've been kind of hearing little things here and there about it. And, like I saw like a coworker say like oh you should play it and like laid out all this stuff. And, wow, I'm I'm blown away by just like I'm still on the first day of the game and I'm just blown away. Like the amount of writing the writing yeah. Yeah. is just exhaustive. <laughs> like. Um, <laughs> And just the like the quality of it too, like it's so genuine and like powerful. Like even like even that kid screaming at you, Kuno, like 
seems like a one note character, but you get into it, you pick the right options, and there's a lot more going on mm -hmm. there with him. Um, and it, so. if, if I'm not mistaken, too, from a lot from what I've heard of it, because I only played like a little bit of it, like like even the RPG elements like will affect the like the storytelling, like the way you build your character, like changes how you like interact in different scenarios. Yeah, because like so far, like I've I've got like a few empathetic traits, like like one is straight, straight up empathy. So like mm -hmm. you can if if your skill is high enough, you automatically pick up on stuff, or you can pass mm -hmm. the skill checks better. Like like any RPG really. Um, or any tabletop RPG for that matter. Um, but the, there was things that I wasn't picking up on until I put a point into them to try and pass the check. And then I was finding like I would get other options and other dialogues that wouldn't have yeah. popped up otherwise. Uh, all really good meaty RPG stuff, but just the way that they go about it with the writing is so like, like the mystery that's set up and like the mystery with yourself and the actual crime. Um, and just all the all the writing that goes into the people mm -hmm. around you and the situation that you find yourself in, and, the, and just the way it sets itself up to you, right? So mm -hmm. at, at the very start of the game, if for those who haven't like played it, um, you like you you've, you're coming out of like a of an alcoholic bender, and you've like brained yourself to try and forget this personal trauma, and just the way that they did that in the game was just really really intriguing, <laughs> yeah. like. Like, like literally trying to pass checks to see your own face or like choosing to will yourself not to engage with what you were going through. Um, it's really interesting personal gameplay. It was kind of neat to see. So I'm excited to get into that further. That's me for the week. <laughs> cool, cool. Um, I'm not currently playing, like I'm not currently playing anything right now because like mm -hmm. i mentioned my my controllers are busted so i'm try those are in the midst of repairs but i will say that recently um i realized that i never i'd never even seen a ps5 in person until like a couple weeks ago i went to a friend's place and he had it and i played sifu for the first time and i dug it like i dug it so oh. much first off um the haptic the the like the dual sense controller i had heard people talk about like the haptic feedback <laughs> forever and i was like what mm -hmm. does this mean? like they kept s describing it but it didn't make sense to me mm -hmm. it's not, not until i played that opening level that i completely understand what it meant because i never thought i could feel individual raindrops on a con on a controller before mm -hmm. and just the fact mm -hmm. that i could tell and differentiate between which ones was crazy to me oh dude <laughs> you you gotta you if you, if you get a chance again you like genuinely play uh like the Astros playroom like they do want to so play like, much with the controller it's like bonkers it's how much so, they show it, off just the opening level sold me on a PS5 more than anything ever oh, um, yeah, like no, dude and so it, it helps that Sifu is a really good game mm. it is as hard as everyone says it is but man it's it's one of those things where like it feels so satisfying to do. Especially because, yeah. like, remember how I was talking about the overwhelming anxiety for for Elden Ring? That mm. isn't as prevalent. Like, it's there for Sifu. Don't get it twisted. But it's not as much there because, like, fighting waves of enemies still just feel, it feels satisfying as hell. And when you fight that boss and you whoop him, and it's like, oh, that's 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 the stuff right there. <laughs> I made it. I made it to the third stage before I just got completely wiped out. The second boss, that second boss, I know a lot of people who didn't make it past it the first time. I made it past the first time, but he took out, like, almost my entire age. Like, I went from, like, 30 to, like, 70 just on that guy. Yeah. <laughs>
I've heard crazy stuff about that too. Like, like even like the way you have to get the like the true ending of the game. Like, you can't age past a certain point. Like, yeah, the, like it. It's again. It's another one of those games where like you, I legitimately know where I can improve in myself in that game. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. and I know that when with time, I'm gonna be having like deathless runs up to like stage four. It's Dude, and it's gonna be Dark insane. Souls. Yeah, you don't want to play Dark Souls. You're just describing every Dark Souls player. I hate thing is I hate that I get Dark Souls player. It's because you know why? It's a more appealing package because I have to deal with martial arts instead of just like Uh, instead of yeah swords and sorcery. Instead of swords and sorcery and rolling, it's just parrying. Parrying is more (laughs) fun than rolling. I mean, you can parry in Dark Souls. It's there. I know, but it's not as fun. It's the thing is, it's a slower game. I prefer the speed of yeah. Seafood. No, yeah, no. I've, 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 I've only seen like gameplay of it, and it it, it looks so cool. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> I know <laughs> people people are gonna get at me like, "Yo, you've been talking all this stuff because I've been talking mad shit about Dark Souls." <laughs> and like, "Yo, you just oh, been praising Seafood." Was like, listen, I get it. I'm not. I still not gonna like Dark Souls, but <laughs> I get it. <laughs> oh God. Yeah, that setting's not for everybody. Like, I get that. No. I'll back you up yeah. on that one. But yeah, Sifu, <laughs> highly recommend if you can play it. Play awesome. it on PS5. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I'm I'm on the complete opposite uh, side of the RPG spectrum because I dove into the uh, AI dungeon a little bit. Um, and so for anyone who doesn't know, um, the AI dungeon is like a is a free to play sort of um online like ai based text based rpg like dungeon crawler where like you sort of like it'll generate a story for you and then like as you put in inputs the ai will kind of start to learn and like create an adventure for you Mm -hmm. um this can work and this cannot work and when it doesn't work it is the funniest thing you will ever experience like i (laughs) I, I I kind of like got I kind of like saw it um through Oni plays and they played it years ago when it was still very like early so it's kind of gotten better, um, but sometimes it can still break like incredibly bad. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I started an adventure as a rogue, um, and like the first prompt it gives you is like you know you you notice a a jewelry store you hear someone say something and i like i just typed i typed it like you know like turn around and throughout the course of this this interaction i got pulled underground somehow to some like goblin uh like nest and so i i went up to the to the someone someone took me to the the goblin king and i i typed in I, like I made my character say, "You're not the Goblin King. I am," and it like half broke the AI. <laughs> <laughs> and then, so then I then I ty- I typed it like you know, throw Goblin King out of chair. <laughs> so it throws him out of the chair. It like half described him dying. I typed in um throw chair onto Goblin King, and it's like <laughs> so I basically just like caved his skull in and crushed him. And then so like I declared myself the Goblin King, and like. This is where things got really off the rails because, like, you know, I, I, so I typed in, like, I was just like, I am the Goblin King, bring me wenches and beer. And <laughs> I'm not joking. The way, the, the, the way that it, it like set up the next part of the story was that a, a Goblin guard left and came back with a barrel of beer and 
this word for word pus filled goblin sluts hey yo and i was like what the fuck like what so this like, is just it, like D from hell it, yeah. oh, it's it's it breaks sometimes like so bad like, like 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 another time too like i was just like i was in like a store and i was trying to like rob it because i was like i was playing a rogue so i like i like i was getting into an altercation with the store owner so i just typed like punch store owner and it like did the way it described it was that i punched this guy like in the throat and he started bleeding from like every part of him and he just like <laughs> so basically like one punched him like 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 saitama and then this, this girl that i was with was like going crazy and then for whatever reason she suddenly suddenly just became like bound and gagged because i kept trying to like say like no it's like it's chilled like don't worry and she's like it, it kept saying i was like removing her gag to talk and i was like what the and then it, recently i was playing one where for um for some crazy reason like it started off in a fantasy setting i got pulled into some like weird like altar um my guardian angels showed up it gave me it showed me a box like there was a there was a box involved that went on for like an hour like i kept opening the box there was another box inside with another box inside like it was like quantum reality it was stupid and then so this 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 guardian angel shows up tells me i'm the greatest hero that the land has ever known i don't know what i don't know how what i did to earn that i started off as again as a rogue who was looking to like plunder some store and then all this craziness happened he 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 takes i'm not joking he takes a television out of the box and shows me hentai basically like it was literally like <laughs> like cartoon porn <laughs> <laughs> which, which is already troubling because we're in a fantasy setting and he's, he pulls a TV out of nowhere. <laughs> so I kept his skull in with the staff. <laughs> so I just, I just typed in bludgeoned guardian angel with staff and I just murdered him. Um, but then I was covered in blood. So I was like, I like I, somehow I just like, I, I ended up in a hospital in modern settings. And for whatever reason, nurse joy was like, taking care of me like actual because it put it in capitals nurse joy from pokemon <laughs> and then for i asked for a new change of clothes and she implied that i needed a change of clothes because i have an inner like or uh, no i made that joke so she, she wanted to get me a, a nurse's outfit and she's like i want you to look good for your job and i was like oh no i i need a i need a i need a better change of clothes because i have an interview in five minutes i was just like rolling with the new modern setting so i got into this interview where this guy was asking me like actual like job related questions and i was like responding with stupid stupid things like he was like you know what's what was the biggest challenge of your last job and i was like i couldn't stop murdering the patients because like even though i never said it specifically the interview was about me being like a doctor or a nurse so i just like was like rolling with it in a silly way <laughs> Um, so then I murdered the interviewer and became the new interviewer, and that went oh nowhere. Oh my god! <laughs> uh... I just wanted to see how how I could break the algorithm. I was just trying to break it at this point because I, dude, I was already in times. This I suddenly broken, and... broke hours ago. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then yeah, so then I just typed in like return to fantasy land, and then it's like it was like you go home, you return to like the because it was the the place is called Larion. It's like you return to Larion, you go home, your phone is fully charged. I was like, when did I get a phone? Imagine going to the Shire, Lord of the Rings, to, and then oh, you just see somebody with a, with a brand new like 64 Sony yeah. TV. Gandalf hands <laughs> you a PSP and says, take this and tell no one and leaves. Like, it's, I'm telling you, play it 
like it's it was um it's so it's it's free to play but they sort of attached like kind of like um like kind of monetization elements to it just because like this thing requires a lot of like time and energy to maintain and the person the guy who was running it um like basically like he like this and like years this was like years ago so like when oni plays did it like they actually like win one of their episodes like try to like shout out their patreon because like this was pretty like not like not well known and after that video went up like everyone flooded the site and basically just like broke it um so like it requires a certain amount of funding so there's only a certain amount of like prompts you can actually type in during the day i think it's like it, it like caps at like a like a couple hundred um and then you have to sort of like let it recharge it like because you know the algorithm needs time to like rest and and uh like learn shit right and then plus it's like but it's also like it's also with it especially after me was yeah messing with it um <laughs> <laughs> like, probably corrupted so many other games because of what you did and 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 they they they, they kind of it kind of says like right on the, like straight up on the website it's like you know that like a lot of a lot of places like will will add like that like you know you've run out of energy thing like like as a way to like like manipulate people to give them money but they're like this way they're trying to do it as a way to like actually fund this because it is free and it does take a lot of like resources to to manage um there's also like different types of uh, ai that it runs too like some that are more like detail oriented but take a longer time to like generate story prompts um so like depending on what you run with too like it'll give you different like different experiences but definitely play it just it's just ai dungeon it is so much fun even if you like I'm, me like 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 I'm watching really like this shit right now <laughs> like watching oni plays like the way they were doing it was like they the number one didn't understand how like text-based rpgs work and like they were just being like stupid on purpose for you know for comedy which i i, yeah, I appreciate randoms. even when you try to play it like i was like i wasn't trying to be like them i was trying to play it legitimately it was still just like breaking and like completely like losing the plot and it's so much fun <laughs> like it's so stupid <laughs> and and this is how ai's learn to be racist uh, oh god no this Jesus. is what this like is all like those, like all those experiments that have gone horribly wrong in, like, hours it was it was super funny like it, it's so good <laughs> that, is, that is a nightmare <laughs> the yeah no just the fact that he pulled out a television and it was it, it like literally just said like he sh that like it's he shows you a cartoon there were many lewd sexual acts taking place i was like this guy showed me why <laughs> Because players like you being the just some weird crap. otaku pretending to be a he's 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 watched too much anime and he can't like associate reality anymore with, with fantasy <laughs> anymore. Here is this uh, special or thing I must show you. <laughs> I am actually your guardian angel, Odisan. Well, that was a that was a ride. <laughs> uh, oh, dude, play it, man! Just play it. Spend an hour with Disco Elysium and then play AI Dungeon, and you'll have a blast. <laughs> I don't know. That's that's jarring. <laughs> um, uh, Brendan, you playing anything? No, I I more Elden Ring. That's about it. Um, because apparently I can't put that game down. <laughs> and, but I'm, I'm still just min-maxing my character. I've been using this sort of Night and Flame, and just kind of seeing how much I can upgrade that thing, and just basically destroying low-level people in single hits. I'm like, this is fun. But then I go after boss. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, no, nope, they still kill me. <laughs> <laughs> you you stop suffering now. You're just like, ah, take this. <laughs> yeah, basically, yeah. I, I went and killed like the um, the wolf den boss dude, the uh, wild like werewolf thing. Yeah, it's the wild the man. Day. And like in two hits, the sword. <laughs> <Yeah. of> <laughs> I am a god. 
<laughs> I'm like, yay, two hit at him. I'm cool now. Yeah, I've, I I've seen say- a lot of... Uh, I've seen a lot of good memes go around like that, where it's like when you get to a certain point where, like, yeah, you can just run around the world and just like, like one hit kill everything. But then you get to a, you feel like a god, and then you get to a boss, and he just like flattens you with one yep. move. And it's like, if anything, I'm just more impressed by like the fact that there's so many builds that people can make. Dude, the fact that I saw someone make a Sonic the Hedgehog build in Elden Ring, <laughs> where it's just literally just roll attacks. I was like, how did you? The fact that this game even had that as an option is yeah. is like oh, yeah, so no. odd to me. What I'm sad is I'm really sad that uh, the build I have right now was about three times as strong before the latest update. But they're like, yeah, that weapon's way too powerful. So they yeah. nerfed it, oh. but it still can <laughs> it can still take down one of the early bosses in two hits. So I'm like, how much yeah. stronger was it? <laughs> I, I I think I definitely think like you know because I've seen I haven't uh, I haven't progressed much. Oh, oh that's right. Was... Dana's not. I also I got to play Superfuse, which is the um, uh, it's the new Diablo like Diablo like from the team at do 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 uh, Raw Fury, uh, and it's basically if it's the boys was were mixed with Diablo, I guess. Or okay. cyberpunk. Kind of cool. Yeah, so you have like basically super powered elite people that are like, yeah, we're basically think of the boys were like the the seven morally questionable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they they're horrible people and they just don't care about the subjects. Uh, mm-hmm. But then the it's been so long that the people are like, no, we don't care anymore. You you kind of suck. So then the <laughs> so then and that is until the there is a weird like uprising of like. Mutate mutagen goo type stuff that's turning people into like zombie creatures, I guess is the best Mm -hmm. way to describe it. And at that point, they create enforcers. Enforcers are basically lesser gods. They basically made like superheroes, but the, the, the gods are just really powerful superheroes. And yeah, you play with one of those, but the 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 thing that was interesting about Superfuse is the amount you can adjust your attacks and power. You can literally go in there and say, I want my punch to do area damage and I want it to throw an enemy forward and I want it to have like lightning effects. And you can kind of do that. And you can kind of adjust it that level of complexity. And the more you put into how powerful the attack is, the more energy it takes, the more time it takes. You have to kind of like min-max how everything works. So imagine Diablo, if you could... Your arrow attack, you could adjust how many arrows it show show shoots, and it has lightning damage just by going through menus. So I thought that was really cool. <clears throat> uh, it's still cool. super early. I think they've only been a few months of development. It doesn't come out till twenty twenty three. Jeez. Uh, okay. Yeah, but so far it's looking really cool. I love the art style. It has the kind of like image style comics art style to it, and I love the. Um, just the the attention to detail of putting all the characters voice acted they've like made sure that the voice actors are brought in early on to make sure that the characters feel like they should like i I was playing as the uh berserker which is the black man but Mm -hmm. they they got uh, eli harris who is a voice actor and they brought him in really early on in the development to make sure that as the game's being developed and that is kind of fleshing out his character they're like hey is this script good does this does this feel like because they're like Norwegian guys making it? So like, 
does this feel like it's offensive? He's like, no, nah, we're good. We're good. So I, I really did like that they kind of brought that in early and they're trying to work with the voice actors to make the characters feel natural and feel organic to the world. And I thought that was really good. That's a novel approach. Yeah, it's a bit nice to see mm -hmm. that happen more often. Yeah, I mean, I, I do love horrible racist stereotypes in games, but, you know, if we don't have that, that'd be kind of cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, you know, we, we could take that out just a little yeah. bit. <laughs> maybe, maybe, you know, if you want to. try something else? Maybe, yeah. You know, maybe, maybe. <laughs> Man, I, I will say this, just one thing, is that the dis there's discourse on Elden Ring about hair because like I've seen that people are like at least like some black like players are going like man I would I would appreciate having a couple more black mm -hmm. hairstyles into this considering it's all like anime haircuts and stuff like that and the way people respond the way like some players responded like you they thought they might as well have slapped them in the face yeah well <laughs> it's, like, bro it's just an option for hair that isn't just an afro or a shaved head that's all we're yeah. asking yeah. <laughs> I mean like considering how they respond if you like say hey big we have difficulty options so this isn't like so hard to play and you know i mean I, judging I by that response say, yeah i would even say that a lot of the anime hairstyles they have on option kind of suck i would have liked a lot more of those too like yeah there's really not a lot on offer but then again it, it you know dark souls souls likes or, or souls board games are like weird because you'll spend like six hours making your character and then the rest of the game under a helmet you'll never see what your character looks like so, oh literally like, never like literally like, never. If you, like you'll find really good armor like that makes all the work you did in that character creation like worthless yeah it's never struck yeah. me as like the most powerful creator like character most character creators aren't like that I mean, I'm, I'll be honest there. Um, the Elden Ring character creator is really powerful and lets you do a lot of stuff with it. Mm -hmm. It's just weird in how it does it. Like the the, the sliders, you're like, what What does this slider mean? Yeah. I don't know what this slider mm -hmm. does. Oh, it makes my face fat. Cool. I, why does <laughs> it do that? Okay. At this point, that's a, yeah, that's a lot of character. Like whenever I play like WWE games yeah. and those character creations, yeah, they go to like, the specifics of like the face and like cheeks and yeah. everything and i'm like i don't know this stuff i don't really care so i'm gonna just like press random and see what happens <laughs> yeah hopefully it's not like looking like the moon man from those old mcdonald's commercials <laughs> i mean you kind of do 90 percent of the time you do look like the i moon mean man, but yeah <laughs> <laughs> but i try not to <laughs> i mean but that yeah. but that, that that is like the elden ring character creator does let you make a lot of freakish creations but problem is hard to make a good looking creations. They all look horrible. That's the thing, right? Like even like with when I tried Dark Souls three recently, it's like, what is this character creator? This is kind of crappy. Like everything I make looks like Gollum. I mean, it's really powerful. It just isn't good to make anything that looks like humans. Exactly. Yeah. Um, one of my favorite uh, uh, web videos came back this week: the Monster Factory for the McElroy brothers. Yep. And uh, they... oh, it came back! I didn't know that. I thought yeah, I didn't think they were going to make any more. Oh, yeah, I they, gotta they, go back they, and look at that. Take a little break because the last one for Creator Staters Kings uh, three ruffled some feathers because it wasn't the most tasteful in some ways. But anyway, yeah. they're back with Elden Ring and it's fantastic. They okay. did some things with that character creator. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, the best thing I can I can advise actually is just doing that similar face thing because mm. that that's where that's where the money gets made. Uh, <laughs> some powerful stuff comes out of that. But uh, yeah, I think that's probably gonna do it for us for this week. Um, if you'd like to read more on these topics and more, you can find full coverage at cgmagonline.com. 
Uh, be sure to follow CG Magazine on all the socials. Just search CG Mag. Uh, and if you have any questions or comments, send them to podcast at cgmagonline.com. Shaq, nice to have you back on. Where, where can people find you? I'm glad to be back. And you can find me on all social media, Shaq Excellence, S-H-A-K Excellence. Uh, that's Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Twitch. Um, I want to get back into doing Twitch again once I can get my controller fixed and try and do it on somewhat regularly. Um, but <laughs> yeah, right now, yeah, just follow me on just mainly Twitter, Instagram, and tw- TikTok. Uh, I've, been doing, I've been doing surprisingly well on TikTok, like way better than oh, I've yeah, ever dude, thought I would. You're crushing it. Dude, you are doing <laughs> <Thank> well. You. <laughs> uh, but yeah, just follow me on all those places and yeah. Awesome. Uh, Jordan? Uh, you can find me on Instagram, uh, make, drawing some silly stuff, and on TikTok, sometimes making silly videos uh, at NinjaXJordan. And you can find me on YouTube at Ninja Reviews. I will have a video of my crazy uh, misadventure in the AI dungeon coming very soon. Yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> Audience uh, or discretion advised on that one. Yeah, oh, yeah, no. <laughs> no, you know what? This this one was actually pretty taped. This, this was the Nurse Joy one, and it's okay. It's oh, okay. the PG thirteen one. There's, there's a TV's full of hentai on that one. Yeah, um, right. and Brendan, where can people find you? Uh, B five twenty six on basically everything. Awesome, and uh, you can find me on Twitter at Hookathy and here on Twitch at Guild Two Taps. Uh, so, on behalf of everyone here at Teacher Magazine, thanks for tuning in, and we'll uh, we'll catch you next week. Later.